Go for Papa Palpatine. You have a collect call from... Darth Vader. Ugh, I, I gotta take this. Hold on. Vader, how's my favorite Sith? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just slow down. Huh? What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> oh, f***. Who's they? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? Okay, okay, so, so who's left? Are you me? Well, where are you? Wait a sec, you've been flying around for two weeks trying to get a signal? Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery burnt bacon. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I thought my Dark Lord of the Sith could protect a small thermal exhaust port that's only two meters wide. That thing wasn't even fully paid off yet. Do you have, do you have any idea what this is going to do to my credit? What? Oh, oh, just rebuild it? Oh, that a real, real f***ing original. And who's going to give me a loan, jackhole? You? You got an ATM on that torso light bright? Now get your seven-foot-two asthmatic ass back here, or I'm going to tell everyone what a whiny bitch you were about Patamame or Panda Bear or whatever the hell her name is. Oh, jeez, he's crying. <laughs> hey, 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 come on, come on, don't do that. Just, just... Uh, look, I, you know, I'm just dealing with a lot of crap right now. Death Star blown up by a bunch of f***ing teenagers. You know, I didn't mean to snap. Uh, okay, uh, ju just get back here. Okay, okay, bye. I, yeah, I, I love you too. Popheads, Happy New Year's Eve. Welcome to issue 68 of 3BZ Presents, the TomCast Popcast, also known as Popcast. I am your New Year's Eve festivities coordinator. My name is Tom. Joining me today, the man, the myth, the dead Sith Lord. The dead will speak today, folks. <laughs> Roger Smith's in the house. Yep, I'm here and I'm not dead. That's always a plus. <laughs> uh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> He's Exomega Gold on the Twitters and on and on the Instagram. Yes. Doing all the good stuff. I try. Uh, <laughs> and if you're going to be on the social media uh, following Roger, why don't you follow us? We are at TomCast underscore Popcast on Twitter, at the TomCast underscore Popcast on Instagram. You can email me at TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. And you know why you're, why you're serving those internets? Why don't you head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast and become an official member of Pophead Nation. Yes. You can be, a, a, you can join such lovely people as the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. <laughs> he has his own podcast too. Yes, it's quite good. So podcasters supporting podcasters. I mean, that's just, does it get better than that, Roger? I don't think it does. Yeah, probably not. Nope. <laughs> uh, also, go ahead, please click on that subscribe button and give us five-star reviews on iTunes. Those go a long way. Actually, I guess it's Apple I, Apple Podcast now. Is it? I don't yeah. think it's been Apple iTunes in a long time for podcasts. No, I don't even know anymore. I can't keep track <laughs> of these people. Oh, man. All right, listen, guys. This is a special episode. But it's so special we had to break out a special beer for it. Oh, we did. Because we are back at the, the Tom Cave. Yes. 
<laughs> because this episode is going to be so... This will be such a, a spoiler-filled, rant and raven, tirade-inducing episode of the show that, uh, that we thought being in a public setting would get us beaten up or just, you know, evicted from whatever space we were in and, and told never to come back. So uh, we had to come back to the Tom Cave so yeah. we, can, we can yell and scream to our heart's content. Or at yep. least so I can. I don't know. Roger's much more cool and calm and collected than I am. Uh, but since we're in the Tom Cave, we have a special beer for the, two, for, for, the, for the season. The seasonal beer, yes. This time we have the wonderful Stone Chocovesa. Now this is actually the 2018, so it's a... Very nice and aged for us. I did stock up quite a bit last year. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> so. is definitely one to stock up on. This yeah. is probably one of my favorite, if not favorite, you know, holiday beers. I think uh, this year I picked up the cans. Oh, they had cans this year. I yeah. believe so. I didn't even uh, see them around, really, but... Um, I'm going to have to talk to that Stop Hop and Roll kid, see what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, he knows the cool ones, right? Um, yeah, so this one, last year's version was brewed with uh, chocolate, coffee, basilla peppers, vanilla cinnamon and nutmeg and uh you can still get a little bit off of it on the uh on the aged version that we have here but i feel it's, it's a lot more punchy you know it's, it's got a it's got a little more kick to it i feel like the uh alcohol is coming through a little more but but not overpowering all right it's, all right it's, it's nice so this one's an 8.1 percent so uh so session ale for us yeah yeah pretty pretty light stuff you know so uh Definitely always a, a recommended brew. We're going to drink a couple of these and then operate heavy machinery. Yeah. I have a, 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 in a machine shop in the back, and we're going to start carding, cutting up boat parts. Yeah. <laughs> we're with, just, our, with our lightsabers. Yeah. You know, just, we need we need work this time of year. We're, yeah. It's a little slow in the podcast world. Yeah. you got to pay the bills. That's that's what we got to do. And we live by the beach. People have boats. They need parts. Yeah, that, that they do. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, gosh. Let's just get into it. Roger, this is... The conversation that we've been dying to have for a couple of weeks now, it's, 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 it's been on the forefront of my mind for weeks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We are here to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Chapter 9, the closing entry in the quote-unquote Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. And, and we are of two minds on, on this movie. We're a bit of a dyad, if you will. We are. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Let me Google dyad here. Hang on a second. Um, <laughs> one of many things we'll talk about later. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, ooh, just hot takes. Yeah. And, and, and opinions and rage and anger. And that's just going to be for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Roger is definitely going to be the light side of the force on this, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to I want to put it out there just so so people know I may use words that are strong and and kind of in your face but I'm not these are just my opinions yeah that's all I'm trying to say like I'm not gonna I, please don't take anything I'm saying the wrong way like I'm calling if I'm if I say something that you take as an insult to you I swear I do not mean it as an insult to you I'm just telling you my opinion yeah I'm not fine. trying to insult anybody out there people who like this movie are totally valid in liking this movie. I am not trying to say that anyone who doesn't like the movie is a big dodo bird, <laughs> even though you are a big do- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, folks. That's what kind of fun we're going to have. Yeah. But I'm hoping to. I'm, I'm hoping that I have to behave. Uh, the person we have to worry about in this podcast today is me. I am hoping to behave myself. I want Roger to know that. I want him to feel that he is in a safe, welcome environment to, to share his opinions and thoughts freely. Uh, without being uh, uh, badgered and, and beaten down by by the <laughs> oppressive white man named Tom. 
Yeah, I think I, I feel okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I mean, and odds are, I mean, you know, Roger can just kick my ass anyways. <laughs> so let's just not escalate things. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we'll keep it nice and calm. We'll, we'll bring balance to the force. Ooh, someone's got to. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's. I guess this, we should just dive in. I'm going to turn it over to you right. as, as our representative of the light side of the force in, sure. this, in this matter. And, and, and just kind of give your overview, your thoughts, your feelings about Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, yeah. When... Spoilers! Yeah, yeah. Just we, for the record. Yeah, we got to turn on the warning, <laughs> red alert, everything. Everything, yeah, everything. Okay, so from here on out, spoilers. Um, yeah, no, so I went to go see it uh, that Saturday morning. I wanted to go see it as early as you did, but, you know, life uh, <laughs> didn't find a way. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. So, yeah, we saw it pretty much as soon as possible, took the family out to go see it. And we all really liked it. Uh, I had a great time with it. I went in there with, I don't want to say low expectations, but pretty middling expectations. I I didn't think too much of it. Like I, like I mentioned on one of the previous podcasts, I think I was more excited about The Mandalorian mm-hmm. than I was about Episode Nine going into it. I think we both, when it, when it came to the trailers and our level mm-hmm. of anticipation, we were both excited. Mm-hmm. But sort of reserved. I think we both kind of yeah. had some like, oh, it looks good, but maybe but, yeah. who knows? Ah, because we, 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 again, we both had different uh, opinions on the Last, the Last Jedi, Jedi as well. Yeah. So we were coming at it from two different perspectives, but kind of landing in the same spot. Like, sure, <clears throat> excited, but ooh, hang on, ooh, yeah, yeah, right. definitely. I mean, yeah, that's definitely one of the big takes for me is that you know, The Last Jedi. I definitely had some problems with it. I don't think it's a terrible movie by any means. It's definitely serviceable um, as far as Star Wars movies goes. You know, it introduced a, a few things that maybe I wouldn't uh, wouldn't have done had I been in charge. But <laughs> then again, I'm, I'm not directing any movies, so, you know, I, uh, what I, do I know? I, Roger, I don't know if you remember now, we already are working on our Lobot movie. Oh, that's true. We are, we are hip deep in pre-production <laughs> on the Lobot film. Yeah, we're, we're just getting the contracts all settled and we'll be good to go. Well, you know, contracts, contracts, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so going into it, you know, it was uh, I was I was hesitant, I was cautious, I, w- I would say. But um, cautious you were. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the things that happened in there. A lot of my big concerns from the Last Jedi, which is one of the reasons that I think a lot of people may have trouble with the movie is that they did kind of go back and almost undo some things that they did in The Last Jedi. There were quite a few things where they're just like, you know, almost like Obi-Wan's from a certain point of view. You know? Sure. It's, it's very much, it's the a Star Wars The ultimate Star Wars thing. loophole. Yeah. From a certain like, point of view. Exactly. So <laughs> I totally understand it. And within Star Wars, it works to that degree that it's been done before. And I think Star Wars has kind of always been about a little bit of retconning just to make the universe work. It's a work in progress, even more so now that there's so many minds working on this. Um, You know, we have so many just little weird discrepancies within current lore that I feel like we've never had before, like just from the Mandalorian to, you know, Rebels and all that kind of stuff. You get these weird inconsistencies. But what I liked about it is that I felt it did a good job in trying to set things right you know trying to i don't want to say course correct because i feel like a lot of what ryan johnson's movie did did have you know a good direction to go with it i think the execution may have been a bit weird to me but um i do like the underlying themes of it 
for example, the whole anybody can be a Jedi theme. That's that's kind of something that anybody could get behind. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? And one of my one of my favorite parts <clears throat> of the film, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I do like that. I just think the execution on it wasn't maybe not the right time for it. Now, I don't know when would have been the appropriate time to do it, but, you know, I, I, I just, you know, my one of my arguments has always been this series is about the Skywalkers. You know, the, the focus of these movies is about the Skywalkers. And what I like that they're doing now is that they're branching off. They're giving us these other side stories of different characters in the universe that matter, too. So you don't always have to have, you know, your mainline Skywalkers and they're the only ones that can do anything cool in the universe. It's like you have all these other side stories that are like just as enthralling as we see with Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So what I liked about it is, you know, the big spoiler of this one is that Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter. What? That's (laughs) what they said? I heard it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I was, ha- I was had popcorn. <laughs> Too much crunching. Too much crunch. Yeah, so it's... What I liked about it, putting aside the... Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into like the plot specifics okay. as we go on. Okay, okay. Yeah, but, that works. You know, but but you're, you're a fan. You, I, you, you like this. You got like the... Emo- it hit all those emotional levels you wanted. I definitely shed a couple tears here and there. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely, you know, some some raising of X-Wings in, a, in similar fashions. Oh, we're talking about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you wanted to talk about little inconsistencies? Yeah. Apparently yeah. Force Ghosts can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about there. it. We'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get so, there. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely... I, I felt a lot of emotional parts. I think, like, the second half of the movie for me was just, like, I was just sitting edge of my chair just kind of staring fervently at the TV. Okay. You know? okay. <laughs> or the, the screen. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm so ooh. used to just watching Netflix. I was now. like, oh, shit, Roger got one of those Oscar screeners. He was watching it at home. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. For your consideration. <clears throat> that That's my light side take on it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I still find myself in a position where I'm trying to encapsulate my feelings in in you know a word or two mm-hmm. uh, because I have complicated feelings about this movie complicated yeah. emotions um, in, in in several instances there 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 is a strong emotional resonance with certain scenes and th- certain things and there are, there are definitely parts of the film that I enjoyed quite a bit mm-hmm. but there's enough parts that I didn't care for <laughs> that I um Again, kind of, kind of going with what you said, like that, that lead to some of these in, inconsistencies. Sure. That I just felt very frustrated by a lot of it, and mm. I felt very. Um, there, were, there were parts where I actually felt like they were treating me like a dum dum, mm. and I didn't like that very much either. <laughs> and it's like, like, like I'm your dude. Yeah. Like I'm your dude. You can talk to me whatever way you want, but don't yeah. talk down to me. Sure. Like I know you're Star Wars. <laughs> I'm down for this. I'm the easiest mark in this movie theater. Sure. And they just. Slap me across the face, and they said, "No, you're a dodo bird." So you think there was just too much hand holding in it for you? Um, yeah, a little bit of that. The fan service was cranked up to eleven on this one for sure. I, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that uh, it's Star Wars. There's a place for fan service, especially when you're trying to uh, invoke the classic trilogy into, into into things again. You're bringing in those those characters. Sure. So there's there's going to be a fair amount of that, and I I understand that, but I think to this. It, this movie was the extreme of that. This mm. was like too much. It was like, just <laughs> dude, pull back. I've seen this movie before. Mm. And and 
it was uh, again just too much. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Like I'm watching Return of the Jedi all over again. <laughs> I mean, yes, the Death Star's you know in an ocean, mm-hmm. but it's there. Palpatine's there. Yeah. Now, too many too many things echo from Return of the Jedi, which which bothered me a lot. Okay. And uh, again, like I said, the, the, I don't have a. I, I, the best way to describe the movie is it's fine. Yeah. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. There are parts about it that drive me bananas and that I don't think make a lot of sense. But it's 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 still a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's still enjoyable on a certain level. Mm-hmm. I guess I just I, it's it's. You don't want to say that you want more out of a movie because it's it's a movie is entertainment. So sure. like asking it to be like some <clears throat> kind of next level experience is unfair. Yeah. But I thought. I thought the I thought the Last Jedi positioned the film in a good spot to go and be something different and be something more, you know, okay. show show me more of what Star Wars can be. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they spent so much time retconning the Last yeah. Jedi that I really feel like they they undermine their own story, mm-hmm. and that bummed me out because it's like, oh, cool, we're so busy going backwards now that we're not actually going forward. Sure. And it was a little frustrating. Again, frustration is is a good word to use, but the movie's fine. Yeah. Like, I can sit there and watch it. Yeah. I probably will sit there and watch it. <laughs> I'm sure I'll go to the movie theater and see it at least two more times before school starts up again because I will... This this is, like... This movie's gonna be like a puzzle box for me mm-hmm. where I'm gonna sit there and I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out and be like, there's a good movie in here somewhere. I have to find it. Which is... This is what I did with the prequels. Mm-hmm. I saw those movies 11 billion times in the theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I was convincing myself, no, it's good. And I was like... <laughs> Because I couldn't admit that I was wrong. No. This time I want to prove myself wrong on purpose. I'm like, no, 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 I'm being a dumb dumb. Yeah. This is a good movie. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not convinced that, I, I'm not sure, I think I have an uphill battle. Yeah. So let's let's talk about specifics. Okay. And let, let's go to that big one that we talked about first, that you wanted to get into first. Sure. Emperor Palpatine. You are yay on it. I am nay. Yeah. Uh, Tell I'm, me your yays. Yeah, in terms of bringing him back, I mean... He's a fun character to bring back. I mean, you know. Well, he, Ian, Ian McDermott's, McDermott's a great back. actor. He does. He, he seems to have a lot of fun with the part. Oh yeah. I mean, he totally inhabits the character. Mm-hmm. And yes, to a certain degree, I was excited to see him back in that role. I was like, oh, cool. It's you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah. But then he started talking, and I was like, oh god. Did you think he was gonna play a smaller role in this? I think I kind of hoped that he would be like a bit of a misdirect. Hmm. Um, one of the things that I really liked about the way The Last Jedi finishes mm-hmm. is Kylo Ren is the supreme leader of the First Order. Yeah. He's now the big bad. He's no longer somebody's henchman. Mm-hmm. He's in charge. This is all on his shoulders now. Yeah. And I thought that positioned the character really, really well for whatever arc they decided to go with. If they, were they gonna were they gonna do the redemption arc or yeah. were they gonna do the he's beyond redemption mm-hmm. and it was he has to die kind of thing. Sure. I thought making him the supreme leader was bitchin'. Yeah. I love that. And because I think the last Jedi in particular, but also in this film as well, I think if 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 there's any doubt that Adam Driver is the best part of these movies, yeah. is is no longer a question. Sure. Adam Driver yeah. kills in these movies, mm-hmm. and I I love what he did in the Last Jedi, and I I love what he does for most of this movie. Sure. But I hate the fact that he's back to being like a lackey again to a certain extent. Yeah, it's it is weird because. It does feel like he definitely, you know, went a step down. Like, other than that one scene where, you know, he's at the head of the table, you know, having a meeting with the generals or admirals or whatever. And uh, 
And aside from that, it kind of feels like, all right, yeah, he's exploring, floating around the universe, you know, doing his own thing. But now he's kind of doing Palpatine's bidding, but he's kind of doing his own thing. Yeah, because Palpatine's like, you have to do this for me, and then I'm going to give you all these Star Destroyers that now can blow planets up on their own. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, like, we don't have the Death Star now. We just, it's just everybody has Death Star weapons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we've progressed a little bit. Yeah. But let me let me back it up for a second too. Yeah. I I have to say first off that we, the first thing that I jarred I bumped up against really badly was at the beginning of the flick. Okay. I thought this was hands down the worst crawl a Star Wars film had ever had. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna probably agree with you there. Uh, the the dead speak. The dead speak. <laughs> That's, and mm. I, oh my God, I was so irritated when I found this out because I had to come home and okay. I was looking, you know, I started, I allowed myself to start reading reviews after okay. my first screening and I find out that this mysterious broadcast is from the fucking Fortnite. What? Yeah. You had to play Fortnite to hear the mysterious broadcast from Are Emperor Palpatine. What? Fortnite is canon? <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh my God. But yeah, you get that, that whole, the dead speak thing. And I was like, oh no. And then the rest of the crawl goes along and it's like a middle school student in a creative writing class with a thesaurus. Yeah. It, <laughs> it wasn't great. I was like, oof, this is fucking rough. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, we, we love the creator. We love George Lucas, but mm. he's had some rough crawls in his time. But oh baby. Uh, it was it was a different level. There's there's Star Wars cheese, and then there was this. Yeah, I I'm definitely gonna agree with you there. I I was just looking through it, and I'm like, I'm not feeling anything from this. Like it's, this, it yeah, feels kind of like manufactured, you know. Well, and then we go and we open with a montage scene, which I thought was a choice, <laughs> not one that I personally was a fan of. But let me ask you this: Yeah, did you have any idea where Kylo Ren was, where he's killing all those motherfuckers? No, I I still don't. Would you be shocked to find out that he's actually on fucking Mustafar? Really? Yes. Why was there like trees and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question too, but I, in my mind when I find this out because I went out and I had to acquire supplemental materials. Oh, very nice, sir. The Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary tells me more of the fucking story <laughs> than the goddamn movie does. I'm going to have to read that. This is goddamn irritating. <laughs> So yeah, cool, we find it, it, it's. I just got this recently. It's, it's chock full of great stuff. Yeah. But like, he's on Mustafar. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's on the planet where Darth Vader has his fucking castle, where Anakin Skywalker, you know, completed his fall to the dark side. Did we just? That like, seems relevant to me. Yeah. Did we just not pick up on that? Was there like some obvious thing that we were like, oh, that's the Mustafar, blah blah blah. You no, know? no, no. Like, Apparently, the the people he's killing are some kind of like, uh, you know, Vader cult cult kind of loyalist people which I was like oh aren't you kind of an Vader cult yourself yeah, aren't you like but, on the same team <laughs> yeah so you know he's obviously there he's killing those guys I feel like if he just asked them real nicely they would have gave him the Wayfinder probably because <laughs> it seems like they should all be on the same team we're, we're all Vader bros he's like know? look I got the helmet bro I'm right here I got you know Check helmet I got the clunk, best clunk. swag ever <laughs> So yeah, he. I. This is just the tip of the iceberg of some of the information that, sure. like, oh, that might have been relevant in the movie. I I agree. I did not know <laughs> that, and that is that's kind of huge. It's, I thought so too. Like I that, thought so too. That's really going back. Like, <laughs> that would be one of those like really subtle uh, callbacks that isn't super fan servicey, like in your face. 
But, like, if there would have been something where we just picked up on it, we're like, oh, yeah, that's Mustafar. Right, cool. or, you know, maybe show me, like, a river of lava. And like maybe, maybe then I could put it together. Yeah, because this just looked like random flaming woods. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, that's oh, kind of... it's very ashy here. It looks cool, <laughs> sure, but, like, yeah, I didn't think there was any significance to it other than random planet where the Wayfinder was, you know? Yeah, I'm, th- strange. Like, again, one of many strange kind of story omissions in, in this flick. And like I said, I think because a lot of the time they're going backwards... And, and trying to forget The Last Jedi to a certain extent, which is unfortunate. But I feel like that almost is a separate podcast. I want to try and keep The Last Jedi out of it, out sure. of this as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so then we get to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. You know, Ren makes his way to Ex- Exegol, which is, again, there's a whole... I know, I know a lot of things aren't in canon anymore. But there's a whole thing on, like, Sith worlds that you could have picked from that have much yeah, cooler what, names what the, than Exegol. What was the one from KOTOR? I, with the Sith planet? Oh, God. Yeah, that was a cool one. But, the, the, I mean, there's... there's they could have gone to yeah, that. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. And then you, you pick a place called Exegol for some reason. Yeah. Oh, all it, right. It sounds a little fanficy, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one, too. But uh, the meetup with Palpatine happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. It did. And at first, I was kind of like, okay, cool, we're getting this out of the way. Sure. Which, again, I you know, I went in kind of hoping he was like a, a red herring or, or not quite the presence that he was going to be. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, at least they're doing this now. Yeah. As, instead of me sitting here waiting for two hours for, for him to show up. Yeah, knowing that he's going to show up. Right. That's and the worst part. <laughs> I, I, I was sort of still in on the movie by this point. I mean, I, you know, I was, again, I was bumping up against these things in the beginning. Okay. Uh, I was just like you. I didn't, I didn't know that was Mustafar until I yeah. picked up this book. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. He's just on you know, this ashy planet, whatever. But then we get to Palpatine's lair, and he's in the like the you know goes into the pyramid thingy, which is it all looks great. The movie looks fantastic. Oh yeah, that, that's one thing we we can't take away from it. It looks yeah. amazing. So he gets into Palpatine's chamber, and and I don't know, it's just odd. I mean, we see the the Snokes in in the in the like the cloning <laughs> the tanks, jar. yeah, the jars or whatever you want to call a jar them. Jar of Snokes. So. <laughs> You're already telegraphing your move right there, which mm-hmm. I, I think was like rumored long ago. It was yeah. like you know that, that Snoke was some kind of uh, being manipulated by people or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's even worse than that. He's just can completely created a complete fabrication of Palpatines. Which yeah. I was like, well, all right, that seems odd, but then we get, then we get, and I guess this is where I get really frustrated. Where the beginning of my frustration was mm-hmm. the lack of an explanation for his return, for Palpatine's return, mm-hmm. and it just made it sound like, uh, yes, I went down the Death Star reactor, but I've been here for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't enough explanation as to what happened there, other than you know his hate kept him alive. As, yeah, as well, the, is the common again. This is this is like one of those first instances where I felt like I was being kind of pandered to. Mm-hmm. Is where Palpatine quotes himself yeah. from episode three where he's like <laughs> the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some would consider to be unnatural i mean it might be like the equivalent of like old people telling you the same story <laughs> i mean let's be that's real fair. this does that's happen that's <laughs> i hope i'm i i hope i'm not upsetting you oh, by, no. by, by kind of no. sharing my no, this is, some this is I don't. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm glad you had a good experience with yeah. the film. I really, really am. <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to say the things that 
I had some issues with. Sure, no. So, so don't let me upset you. And if, you, if you're like, no, you're wrong, here's why. <laughs> you can do that. Don't think, I'm not, I'm not going to cut it out of the show. Yeah, by all means. <laughs> this is a, uh, all of a sudden, you don't hear from Roger the rest of the show. <laughs> I just cut out everything he says. He was, he was awfully quiet this episode. I don't know what happened. And so, okay, and, and so I, on a deeper level, mm-hmm. I'm very upset with the return of Palpatine because I am 100% in the camp that it diminishes Anakin Skywalker's sacrifice in Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Okay. That that really bums me out, and I think where I got bummed out even more is these interviews with with J.J. Abrams, a, a director, a, a, a creative in Hollywood that uh, I, I consider myself a fan of. I like much of his work. Yeah, but with him coming out and saying that like Palpatine's been the big bad since day one mm-hmm. is fucking horseshit. <laughs> it's horseshit to say that about the entire Star Wars saga, mm. because let's be honest. Darth Vader was his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Palpatine just was there to manipulate him and, and get what he wanted out of him. Sure. But but Darth Vader, or Anakin Skywalker by extension, mm-hmm. was his own worst enemy here. And to, and to kind of bring him into this movie and inject him as like this, I'm still pulling the strings, I, I really, really, really didn't like it. Yeah. It, and it, I feel like it diminished the new characters. Mm-hmm. Because now all of a sudden, they're having to deal with an old threat that hasn't been mentioned in... Seven or eight, hmm. and like kind of like what you said, yeah. You know about about how these movies kind of now have inconsistencies between them. Yeah, I think this movie in particular shows that having the or not having one driving vision mm-hmm. is not a good thing if you're going to do it a trilogy of films. Yeah, I think so. You know, it was supposed to be episode seven. JJ's going to relaunch the franchise. And then Ryan Johnson's going to come on, and he's going to do his his take. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll pick up where JJ left off, and he's going to do his thing. And then Colin Trevorrow is supposed to come along yeah. and do his thing to close out the saga. Colin Trevorrow's draft of the script does not go over well. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets the boot basically. Yeah. Um, which, according to some of the stories I've read, he wanted to take another crack at the draft, and they told him no. Huh. And they just brought back in JJ. And J.J.'s solution, now you may have noticed uh, on, on the credits, Colin Trevorrow still gets a story credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kept a decent amount of him, his material in there, apparently. Mm-hmm. But Trevorrow is on the record saying that Palpatine is all J.J. and Chris Terrio. Mm-hmm. So to J.J. and, and, and uh, Kathy Kennedy, mm-hmm. the executive producers, yeah. Palpatine seemed to be the key to them. I, I disagree. <laughs> I think Palpatine was the key to unlocking uh, more nostalgia and, and evoking memories of the people, 90% of the people in the audience feeling 12 years old again. Mm. But I, maybe I'm making that up. <clears throat> well, I would say I think my only uh, thing that I was thinking of in this regard was, you know, you have, you have the scene in uh, episode three where Palpatine's talking to Anakin and he's telling the opera him, scene. The yeah. opera scene, yeah. And he's telling him that, you know, you know, there's these dark side powers and, you know, some even say they were capable of creating life. Now, I always took that as an implication as that's how Anakin was the, you know, virgin birth. That either him or Plagueis made him. Yeah, that's always been a, a strong implication. But never really kind of verified in any way. Yeah. So and it's, obviously it's we, kind know, of hard we know to that say. the Sith are all about this, the you know the, the manipulation of life energies for their own benefit and yeah. what and whatnot. It. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting that in that regard. Yeah, because I mean, in that sense, then you could say, well, yeah, then 
he created, you know, all the Skywalkers. It was his own doing, you know. Well, but. sure, but, I mean, you, you referenced Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. There's lots of fun ways to, to have a Star Wars adventure without a Skywalker in oh, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I totally agree with that. Just all the little side stories we've been getting that aren't the Skywalker saga are great, you know. I think we're at a pretty good time for uh, Star Wars side stories. Again, you can't. Under, I'm not trying to underscore Palpatine's villainy by any mm-hmm. by any means. I mean, he, the the prequels are his rise to power, mm-hmm. the the fall of the Jedi, the the rise of the Sith, all that stuff. It's good stuff. That when you strip out the nonsense, the, the prequels <laughs> have some good stuff in there. Sure. Uh, but think about the first time we saw, and again, we're old enough that we grew up on the original trilogy on, on four, mm-hmm. five, and six. Yeah. You don't see the Emperor until Flashes and Empire Strikes Back. back, And you don't even meet the dude until Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And that works out just fine. Yeah. (laughs) But we know he's a threat. Mm -hmm. He's never mentioned once in in Force Awakens or Rise of Skywalker. Last um, Jedi. Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to my next question. Something I've I've alluded to Mm. in some of the Mandalorian podcasts. Yeah. Does anyone have a fucking history book? It's like, why do these characters know who Palpatine is, but no one's heard of Luke Skywalker? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's... Inconsistencies. It is kind of weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe uh, my my theory is that, you know, the the Imperials kind of scrubbed the history, putting it in, in the sense that they wanted, you know? But, um, but even that isn't that strong of an argument because the, the Rebellion won. I, I think it's a shortcut. I think it's... Uh, it's it's simply that the audience knows who Palpatine is, so the characters have to know, so we can we can kind of get on with Move the action with sure. instead of being like, who, yeah. <laughs> and then I, having to have the characters get explained to, yeah, why why Palpatine is a big bad, and plus why the fuck is he hooked up some robot arm? What the what's up with that thing? <laughs> that was weird, right? Keeping him alive, I guess. Yeah, I I, it, again, I wish I wish his resurrection was explained better. Uh, any kind of details would have been interesting. Hmm. You know, obviously. I, I think the Dominic Monaghan character, who I don't even know has a name in this film, kind of bandies about the, the notion of clones. And I think at one point he even says Sith magic. And I'm like, this is an explanation? <laughs> Just wild guesses in the dark? Uh, I guess so. I, I mean, I would have rather found it... Uh, I, I, there were better ways to do it. Sure. This is all I'm getting at. I would have liked yeah. some clarity. Yeah, I, I think this this movie's biggest issue is definitely the pacing. There's just oh, it's so insane. much that they had to put out there. Like you said, they had to go back and they didn't have enough time to go forward. There were so many things, so many cool avenues that you're like, oh, had we just had more time to explore this more or to let this moment sink in a little more. Well, and, and so so Kylo's there with Palpatine. Palpatine's like, I have 11 billion ships. Yeah. You can now rule the galaxy with an iron fist. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, again, if we weren't so busy dismissing... Well, again, this is a, a direct dismissal of The, the Last Jedi. Hmm. Because remember, at the at the end of the Last Jedi, Luke's actions, in theory, were going to be the spark that lights the Resistance as fire, and, and sure. people will come to them now. And so that, you know, maybe if someone's going to acknowledge that film, <laughs> you're, you're in a better position to have like this big galactic space battle sure. between the last, you know, between the the, the First Order and the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Instead, because we're completely diminishing what Luke Skywalker does in the Last Jedi. The resistance, the resistance is like 30 dudes. Yeah. What the fuck do you need all the Star Destroyers for? <laughs> you're about to win. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. It seems a little overkill. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, you're about to Why don't you tell Palpatine to suck it? It's like, nah, I got this. It's like 30 dudes in a Millennium Falcon. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say because... And we're still in the beginning of the movie. Like yeah. We've been talking for a while. And this is still the beginning of the movie. It, it was just like... <laughs> There needed to be something said on what's happened between The Last Jedi and the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. Like, definitely there's been some time that's passed there. Sure. Things have happened. It's kind of indeterminate how much time has passed. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot of things needed to have happened for it to make any sense. So... (laughs) Again, in that interview I read with Colin Trevorrow, he mm-hmm. said the one thing he asked Ryan Johnson to do in The Last Jedi was, at the end of the film, set up a scene where Poe and Rey actually meet for the first time. Because, okay. you know, remember, Last Jedi picks up, like, you know, moments after mm-hmm. Force Awakens. Um, so now we get this movie <laughs> yeah, where I, I, I feel like this is a cheat mm. on, 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 the, on their part, where... We have this Finn, Poe, and Ray dynamic where they're like besties all of a sudden. Yeah. And I was like, weird, where right? did we, how did we get to this point? <laughs> and also, in those opening scenes, uh, I, I'm, I'm skipping over the, the Poe Millennium Falcon chase. We, we, we can probably get back into that. Yeah. But when they get back to the, to the hidden resistance base here hmm. and they all meet up again and the Millennium Falcon's on fire, which, again, another, another thing to talk about. <laughs> um, did you get like a weird feeling like. Finn and Poe and Ray were in some kind of weird love triangle-y kind of thing? Or was, was I reading that wrong? Uh, there was definitely some some weirdness to that relationship. It, even, I would say, it persisted throughout the movie. Where, yeah. Where you have, you know... So it's this weird tension between them. Yeah, Poe and Ray always, you know, bickering like an old married couple. And you had, like, Finn kind of being the intermediary between the two, kind of consoling Ray and telling poe to chill out you know right 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 it it was a weird dynamic and it's kind of weird because we didn't get to see that develop naturally it it reminded me kind of of that jump from like episode one to episode two where we're just supposed to believe that like oh yeah they've been training you know master and apprentice obi-wan and anakin and they have this dynamic but it was never really established and it comes off kind of weird yeah i mean the thing with the prequels is is the jump in time between mm-hmm. the films i mean I, you're you're supposed to kind of assume yeah and like you said we don't know how much time has passed between yeah. last jedi and and rise of skywalker but since we're kind of completely dismissing the last jedi because hey wait all of a sudden Rey's lightsaber is back together again what the fuck well there was that little <laughs> black clip on it so i assume that is, she is that duct tape I, probably <laughs> Star Wars duct tape. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been nice to explain. You know what happened there, but uh, uh but let, let's let's go back. Uh, I, I, I kind of want to get off the harping about Palpatine. Clearly, I'm not a fan of the resurrection. Sure, that's it, fine. It, it's flawed. Um, what did you think of the next scene? Of we catch up with with Poe <clears> in the in the Falcon. Why 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 can't Chewie be flying the Millennium Falcon? What the fuck is he like permanent co-pilot? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Why can't he fly the fucking ship? I mean, he's probably the best co-pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> okay. Now, granted. All right, whatever. It's what it is. What it is. Poe's flying the Falcon. They're doing this intelligence mission, <laughs> and they have a giant slug dude with no arms as their mechanic. What is yeah, that? That's a bit of a problem. <laughs> that's like that guy's useless. <laughs> he might look cool, but he. That's a fucking slug with no arms. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I don't know who let them in, but <laughs> how is he gonna hold the hydro spanner? 
I don't know we, either. We don't know about those well, people. He's the guy he just calls Chewy for Hey, Chewy, can you get this for me? Pretty much. Fucking Clyde. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's cooler than I want to give him credit for. Maybe. I'd like to see a whole side movie on him. Now, <laughs> I have, I've talked a little bit about how in The Force Awakens, Han does something that, in theory, shouldn't work within the confines of the Star Wars universe. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when he does that move where he's going to fly at, at, at light speed. At, um, oh, wait, he hits the, like... Yeah, it is like the hyperspace... And get to and then he super low reemerges yeah. in, in an atmosphere, yeah. which technically shouldn't work according to this is according to Star Wars lore, but Star Wars yeah. lore that they're choosing to ignore. Sure. I let it slide because it was Han Solo. Yeah, because because he can do anything. But I'm watching this fucking hyperspace skipping thing with with Poe and the Falcon, and I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> this looks like the most dangerous thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's just emerging in the middle of planets. Like, how many people is he killing while he's doing this? Yeah, my my other issue with that was that how are these TIE fighters tracking him? I wondered the same thing. And I also wondered, why the fuck are the TIE fighters doing this? Yeah. This seems insanely dangerous. Like, I didn't think... First of all, I didn't think TIEs were capable of light speed travel. I think the new... The, the, the First Order ones are. Oh, okay. Yeah, these more, these more, more advanced ones. But yeah, the, the original, original ties, trilogy TIEs um, are not. Yeah, they were short-range units. But um, Exactly. But yeah, I was a little confused because wasn't the whole thing about, you know... The Last Jedi of them escaping this, like, oh no, we they're tracking us through light speed because they have this thing, you know? right? But it's like, I thought we fixed that issue. <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, I was a little, I was a little again, they're ignoring the Last Jedi, so like, why, yeah. you know, clearly they don't have to work, you know, oh, they still have it. I don't know, yeah, I don't that know, it was strange too. I, I, I can't remember how the logic on that worked. Anyways. No, I don't think there was any. They just thought it was, they wanted something that looked cool. They were like, oh, it's a Falcon, we're gonna do make him do cool things. Um, <laughs> Oh, there was somewhere else I wanted to go with that. Light speed skipping. Oh, I was I was just gonna say, again, you know they threw out the old canon. I understand. So mm-hmm. so maybe the rules don't apply. But at least in the the original trilogy implies heavily that you can't be at like hyperspace or light speed anywhere close to a, a gravity well. Mm. So the idea that the, the ships just appearing in the atmosphere is very disturbing. Like I said, I let yeah. it slide with Han. I let it slide because I kind of. You know, Starkiller Base was sort of like a modified planet, so maybe it wasn't... And it, it, it kind of broke the rules anyways. Sure. But I just want to let Han do it. Poe, I'm going to call you out, buddy. You haven't earned that trust yet. <laughs> well, I think my other issue was with that is once they arrive on the planet, how Poe basically makes reference that Ray's a better pilot than him. Yeah. And I'm like... But you've been trained as a pilot your whole life. He's supposed to... They say in The Force Awakens, he's supposed to be the, the best pilot in the Resistance. Yeah. And I'm like... When did you lose your title? <laughs> like, what happened? There was a secret race between yeah. episodes we don't know about. I guess so. So, yeah, but, but yeah, so they, they come back from the light speed, jip, the, the light speed skipping or hyperspeed, yeah. whatever the hell they called it. I yeah. forget what terminology they used. And the Falcon's on fire, but then they have to go on a mission in five minutes. So luckily the fires are out, which yeah. is good news. Yeah, typically. And that's yeah, where we get like that, that, like... that, that, the, you know, they talk about Palpatine and, mm-hmm. you know, we hear about Sith magic. It's like, oh, <laughs> they're just throwaway answer right there. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and then the movie becomes Indiana Jones. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we go on this quest for, for things and for stuff. And we're trying to find, uh, because, because of this broadcast, Ray, comes, Ray, Ray remembers a passage that she read in, in the books that she took from, um, from Achu. Atu, at at two. Actu. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Not Atu. That's a that's a sneeze. <laughs> So she has the Jedi books and apparently Luke's diary, which is like, okay, cool. 
I would have thought he would just like blog more often, something on his YouTube channel. But whatever. I mean, didn't he like burn everything though? No, no, he he does. But like the the big thick the big the big reveal was that uh, Ray taking them first. Uh, that's and right. they, there's that scene where they, they they she shows her they show her putting them away in the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. So she took the Sacred Jedi texts and apparently uh, Luke's diary, yeah. <laughs> just for fun. Dear diary. Today, my sister kissed me. (laughs) Hopefully, it doesn't go that far back because she Uh, might be really confused by that. Yeah, yeah, I would be too. (laughs) So that that kind of gets our heroes on this this quest to find Exegol themselves, so that Mm -hmm. they can stop Palpatine. That and that really is kind of the impetus for the movie, and where that breakneck pacing comes in that you talk about. And we go to what's that planet? Parnassus, something like that. I think so. I don't think Parnassus may not be the right word, but it sounds the closest. Yeah, something like that. Part. <laughs> I want to say that's what it was. Parnassus. Parnassus. Something. And another desert. It's another desert planet. Another one. Another They're fucking just, desert planet. I guess ninety percent of planets. People just move. <laughs> it sucks here. Yeah. Okay, but these people seem happy. They're having a big party. It's, it's a big cultural kind of thing. That was a kind of a new, new little twist to see. The forty-two year party. And. Reference to the original release, right? A, a touch that I liked very much. <laughs> now, by the way, I should go back because it was during that scene with 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 Ray and the in the diaries and, and the journals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We 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 get the training scene that was kind of shown in the trailers. Yeah. And we find out that that Princess Leia is is now her master yeah. and is the one training her, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. cool. I thought that was really really cool. Yeah. And you know, obviously, they were extremely limited mm-hmm. with what footage they had of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Uh. I think they did the best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. It was still nice to see her included and, yeah. and, and see her have a role in the final chapter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm insanely curious what like the original plans were for her character. I'm yeah. assuming there had to be a more direct confrontation between her and her son. Yeah, presumably. That, that, I mean, and that, that would have shifted the entire story for me personally. I mean, mm-hmm. th- that is the kind of resonance I was looking for. But, you know, that's, not beyond, our, that's beyond our control. That, that's... Mm. It's just a sad reminder that we lost a, a wonderful person in Carrie Fisher. And yeah. to, to JJ's credit, they didn't want to kill her off and, and try to replace her or, or recast her in any way. And, and mm-hmm. I can respect that decision. Yeah, sure. So I was uh, delighted with what they were able to do in, in, in keeping her a part of the story. I thought that was really, really nice and, wonder, and what they did was good. Yeah. And not too uh, fake looking, I suppose. Yeah, it was definitely better than Rogue One. <laughs> you know, I the, the the Rogue One Carrie Fisher I liked. I thought that looked better than the Tarkin. The Tarkin. The first time I saw the Tarkin, I was like, "Whoa, that is freaking me the fuck out." <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say both of them were. were now, granted, great to me. and I love Rogue One, but the first time I saw Tarkin, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, they should have kept him in the shadows more or something, or even like on the little hologram thing. They they could have pulled it off better. Well, it is funny because they did replace Tarkin. Um, at the end of episode three, there's yeah. another guy as Tarkin, as a young Tarkin. Mm-hmm. I was like, I bet he's old enough by now that he could have played Tarkin Tarkin. <laughs> Probably. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh. All right, so we get to this planet. We find out that, that Luke was actually looking for Exegol first. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. Just because. We're, I, I am curious. Like, did, did Luke have some suspicion that maybe Palpatine was still around? Or is he just looking to kind of get Sith things and take Sith things away so that people couldn't find them? That that was kind of my my take on it is that he he either had some suspicion about it or he was just trying to find where this place was to circumvent anything happening in the future. I, I that's kind of where I where I went to, where I went as well because the, the notion that Luke might suspect that Palpatine is still alive 
yet he still goes to hide out on a planet by himself. Seems, Seems really irresponsible and <laughs> shitty. It's like, yeah, he might come back, but, you know, not my problem. So, I don't know how much we'll get into this, but this is one of the first instances where uh, uh, I don't understand the Star Wars timeline anymore. Mm-hmm. Where I become very, very confused by, by events. I'm like, wait, this it happens when? Because, yeah. obviously, we're, we're, you know, Luke starts a Jedi Academy at some point. Uh-huh. Well, when the fuck did he go looking for Exegol? That's where I was confused, too. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really say at what point. No. I don't know if this is before or after, you know. My my assumption is it's after, but some a little bit more clarification would have been helpful. Yeah. And because this is also the scene where we meet Lando, we catch up with Lando and he tells us that he was with Luke, which seemed forced, but uh, like whatever, I'll go with it. I like That's I like fine. Lando. Yeah. Lando's cool. But again, more we, we get that more of that fan service stuff going on. I kind of like the fact that Lando's in like this rolling uh, sand crawler tread. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool little base, always yeah. on the move. It's like a like a fancy Winnebago <laughs> for I the like Star Wars it. universe. There you go. You know, he shoots a he shoots a stormtrooper through the eye with an arrow, which yeah. is something we've never seen him do before. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get, again, the, but our, our heroes are quickly discovered by the First Order. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a quickly a chase, another action piece. Mm-hmm. Fun. But, you know, it was something we saw in the trailers. Yeah. Apparently they were surprised by the flight, which, uh, I mean, we've had flying troopers since the Clone Wars. Yeah. I don't know why that was a surprising thing. (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) Because we hadn't seen it in these movies. Yeah, I guess so. Because they're busy ignoring the prequels as well. (laughs) If it didn't happen in in 4, 5, and 6, nobody cares, apparently. Uh, I guess so. No midichlorians, though. Right. And it's, it's through Lando that we find out that they were looking for... Uh, this this Jedi bounty hunters ship, mm-hmm. uh, because apparently they knew they were able to figure out that he was the one who knew the way to Exegol mm-hmm. somehow, cause reasons I guess. Yeah, yeah. So now they're gonna go look for this for this ship and see like oh there must be more clues. Master Luke's not a, not obviously a very good detective. <laughs> yeah, that that seemed kind of crappy. I'm like wait so he couldn't find it like. Pretty sure he would have like scoured the place for it. I know? would think so too. I would think so too. Um, and uh, do you remember the name of this this Jedi bounty hunter? Is, is, is like Ocho or Ochi or something? Uh, yeah, Ocho or yeah, it's something like that. Definitely Ocho Cinco is Chad Johnson, yeah. formerly Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> Jedi bounty hunter. There you go. Actually, that would have been cooler. It might have been <laughs> instead of some throwaway character. Um, oh, actually, speaking of throwaway characters, let me take a time out right here. Remember where I'm at. All right. Let's talk real quick about throwaway fucking characters. All right, all right. The fucking Knights of Ren suck. Oh, dude. That was probably <laughs> one of the biggest letdowns of the movie. Like, first of all, we're not explained what the hell they were doing the past two movies. We're not explained what they're doing now. I guess they're just kind of the posse that's just always around. And, I mean, aren't they, like, loyal to Kylo? Like, why did they turn on him at the end? Well, I mean, I guess technically he turned on them. <laughs> did he though? Like, well, you know, how would they have even known? They all have a helmet. He doesn't. They're like, "Hey, bro, where's your helmet? Let's <laughs> that fucking was, go." That was kind of my issue because I'm like, "Wait, who knows at this point that like Kylo is now Ben again?" Yeah, because they they first show them in this film uh, right after Kylo comes back from Exegol. Mm-hmm. He's on the Star Destroyer. We're meeting the new uh, First Order Command Group, yeah. which has got this. Uh, I forget his title, like super. Supreme Admiral Pride or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah. That dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a character I would have loved to see more of. Uh, the the yeah. actor is Richard E. Grant. He's fantastic. I would have loved to yeah, see him just really be good. more of a badass 
kind of imperial general or <laughs> admiral. Yeah. It would have been amazing. But we get what we get. So we see the knights come, in, come up on the, on, the, on the bridge of the Star Destroyer right mm-hmm. behind Kylo. And then you get two stormtroopers. One who says, hey, the knights of Ren. And another <laughs> one who says, cool. <laughs> oh, man, I think I must have missed that or I just glazed over it. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding? What kind of brainwashing are these stormtroopers under? <laughs> no wonder they're constantly like rebelling and deserting. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But oh boy, are the knights are in a huge disappointment. Yeah. And I what's was... up with their spaceship smoking? You know, I don't know. Is it like we're so bad we're gonna pollute? <laughs> Extra pollution. <laughs> it's like, dude, you might want to get that fixed. That could be a real problem down the road. It might be. <laughs> you know, maybe there's uh, maybe there's a little oil in the oil pan. I don't you know, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I, 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 a popular question I've been asked, I think I might have asked you the question even, mm-hmm. who is the biggest waste of a character, the Knights of Ren or Captain Phasma? Jesus Christ. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a big tie right there. Thank God they didn't haul her ass out of the trash compactor for this movie. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just let her go. I guess she just didn't click with people as much as they thought that she would. Because she didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. They, they thought she, she walked would be, around and looked shiny. Yeah, they thought she'd be the next Boba Fett, but... Oh totally man, wasn't. what a waste! I felt so bad for that actress because she was, she had some pretty good heat coming off of uh, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Yeah. Then they bury her in that mask and they don't really give her anything to do except yell at Finn. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> not great, Bob. That's <clears throat> not great. Anyways, all right, so let's get back to the desert planet. Back to Chad. So we, yeah. <laughs> he will we, now officially be named Chad the Bounty Hunter. Chad the Bounty Hunter, Ocho Cinco, baby. <laughs> So eventually the, the, the chase ends. Our, our heroes are thrown off their, their skiffs that mm-hmm. they're on, and they end up in the sinking sand. They see the ship. Yeah. Ray's like, hey, wait, I know that ship. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, God, here we go. That's how I'm reacting. Yeah. You're probably like, hey, I know that ship too. Way, yeah. way cooler. <laughs> but then they sink into the sand, and they're in these underground ta- caverns. And, and then we find MacGuffin number one, mm-hmm. which is a Sith blade with directions on it. Yeah. What is this? It's the Sith GPS. I have Why? no idea. Is this is, does so supposedly this character, this this Ochi guy mm-hmm. or Chad, Chad. Uh, has a wayfinder, <laughs> and that's why we're trying to find him. Yeah, because he know he yeah, has the, the, the directions to Exegol, or mm-hmm. or at least knows how to get to the wayfinder that they need to find, so they can get to Exegol. Yeah. Instead, they find instead they find a knife with directions on it. And, you know, it's like one of those things where like it's it, maybe he's got like that situation like. Um, What's that Chris Nolan flick I'm thinking of? Which one? The one that plays backwards. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Memento, fucking oh, A. Shit. I was gonna say that too. So maybe the Sith blade is like this kind of like memento thing, and this guy has like no like memory, so he has to like write down shit all over the place. Like maybe he's covered in tattoos to get back to his home, and he has to like remember to eat food or something. I maybe he's just a big dope. That's a that's a very Chad thing to do. <laughs> it is very Chad. So <laughs> they they find the, this blade next to the the body of 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 Chad. Yes. Uh, and where we get another very Indiana Jones esque moment where mm-hmm. uh, where Poe's like bones. I don't like bones. Yeah. And then uh, to continue with the Indiana Jones thing, because we're in these underground caverns, it uh, turns out there's a giant snake there. Yeah. So we're lucky he didn't say he didn't like snakes, or Poe might have just pissed himself right there in the movie, <laughs> which that would have been weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> now, I, I thought this was strange. 
Now, maybe this is because my, my Star Wars nerdery is a bit on the high side. <laughs> sure. But this snake monster is, like, you know, really angry. He's like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And, and, and I guess... I guess Ray can sense that he's actually injured. Mm. So she goes and she does like some force healing magic on him. Sure. Clearly this is a foreshadowing of, of, of a kind. Like we're like, okay, well they're showing us this now. Yeah. But I thought it was, I thought it was a little unnecessary personally. Yeah. Now maybe that's because you and I know more of the lore. We play the video games. Like force healing has been around for a million years. It yeah. seems like to yeah. us. I've been doing that since the Jedi outcast days. Right. right, right. <laughs> Jedi Knight. And, and obviously, anybody who's watching The Mandalorian saw it in action, you know, the, the, the day before. Days before. <laughs> so it, it, it seemed a little, I don't know, it's just, like, again, it's one of those things, like, hey, do we need to do that? But I guess for anybody who's kind of new, sure, maybe you have to kind of illustrate that that's an ability. So I, I kind of was like, well, I don't care for that, but I, I guess I understand from a, a newbie perspective. It seemed a little on the head. Um, yeah. I, it probably wasn't necessary, or maybe even, like, a smaller, subtle reference to it would have been nice. But, um, yeah, it seemed like we, we wasted a lot of time with this healing a snake. For, like, what reason? Well, I guess he moved and then they were able to escape. Now, in, the, in this scene, <laughs> just before when they're, when they're in that singing sand, as they're about to go beneath the surface and they all think they're about to die, mm-hmm. we, get the, we get the first moment of, at least I think it's the first moment, where Poe is trying to tell, not Poe, I'm sorry, Finn. Where, where Finn is trying to tell Ray something. Yeah. And he doesn't get a chance to. And we're like, in my mind, I'll be honest, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, God, please don't say you love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes unsaid, and we're like, okay, well, we'll get back to this later. Mm-hmm. They don't get back to it later. They don't. And that was, I, I think it was either left on the cutting room floor or... I did see that this, yes, that it was come out and answered. said yeah. that it was left on the cutting room floor. He messed up. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll just say it now. I guess we're going to find out that uh, Finn is Force-sensitive. Which was kind of a cool twist. Um, it kind of goes back to anyone can be a Jedi, which I felt like was like a, like they took pity on the last Jedi in this way. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna fuck you on the Ray thing, but we'll give you Finn." And it's like, "Oh, all right, cool, thanks." Because I mean, I think a lot of people, even from you know the Force Awakens, thought that Finn was gonna be the Force sensitive one. Right. Well, they they definitely give you the misdirect with the lightsaber and all that, all that sure. stuff. But I I, I like that. I appreciated that. Yeah, actually. I thought it was cool. But I mean, it, it kind of also gives a little more credence as to why he was able to hold up as well as he did against Kylo. You know, other than just the Imperial training. Now, now, sadly, we're going beat by beat with the movie, which is something I didn't really want to get into because I don't sure. know if I know it well enough to go beat by beat into it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to trying to follow the the train of thought here. My, I'm just following my train of thought, which is going to start jumping all over the place for any minute now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, please don't think that I'm intentionally uh, uh, derailing the the beat by beats for the movie because I didn't yeah. mean to be on this path. Yeah, it I just kind of happened. No, I, I wasn't thinking that either. <laughs> um, but that leads in, into the scene we saw in the trailers. Uh, Eventually, Kylo figures out where they are. Obviously, the First Order knows they're there. So the First Order shows up. They have they have, they have people on the ground. We see some Knights of Ren standing around, yeah. looking like they know what they're doing. We don't really see if they know what they're doing. They don't. We don't get to see any of that. Nope. But we get the scene from the trailer. The 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 Tie Fighter bearing down on Rey as she does like her cool slow mo somersault with the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and, and disables Kylo's ship. Uh, meanwhile, our heroes are trying to take off in in. Uh, Chad's ship, which yeah. <laughs> I guess still works after all this time. Which yeah. is where we find uh, Dio, the droid who doesn't want to be touched. 
This is a cool name for a droid. <laughs> it's a cool name for anyone, I'd say. <laughs> Dio. I mean, Ronnie James, baby. That's what, that's what I thought the callback was, too. I mean, there's been so many musical callbacks that I'm like, it's got to be That's right. why I'm okay with him. I'm like, you know what? If you had a scepter, it'd be even better. <laughs> Cape and a scepter. Put it on the droid. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, obviously, you can't kill Kylo in the middle of the movie. Nope. So they emerge. They have a force battle where they're hands out. Because that's what you do with the force. You put your hand out and you, and you struggle and you make the faces like you grimace. And, yeah. and then during this 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 kerfuffle, mm-hmm. uh, we, we Finn has seen that, that Chewie's been captured. Yeah. Chewie has the Sith knife on him. Mm-hmm. The, the Knights of Ren, I guess, looks like they took him pretty easily. I, I yeah. would have like, rather have seen him unconscious. Yeah, he, he but, didn't look like he put up much no, of a fight. No, he, he looked fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But, but so they, they board him onto a transport. The transport's taking off. Uh, Ray freaks out. And and grabs the transport with the force. Yeah. And and and, and Kylo's kind of you know pushing her and taunting her and, and going after her still. And then mm-hmm. the transport explodes and Chewbacca's dead. Which for half a second I was like, if you fucking kill Chewbacca <laughs> like this, I'm fucking out of here. Because Jesus Christ, I couldn't think of a worse fucking death except maybe having a moon crash on his head, which actually happened in a book. Anyways. That's true. <laughs> So I was annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. Luckily, five minutes later, they pulled the fucking Indiana Jones Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark basket maneuver. No, the there were one. two transports. What? Yeah, it's like, when did this happen? <laughs> and the more infuriating part is, Ray, who was supposed to be super powerful in the Force, mm-hmm. has no idea that Chewbacca's still alive after she blows this ship up. Yeah. But... When when that Death Star comes over the next planet they go to uh, a snow mountain Tibet world, mm-hmm. Chewie's alive. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, you should know this from the beginning. Yeah, you should have. You should have sensed this. That's gone. In, in little inconsistencies, it was very frustrating. <laughs> very frustrating. And again, Chewbacca just kind of like going with the flow as a prisoner. Yeah, he's just chilling. I would. I. Just, I, 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 I mean, I can't speak for the Wookiee. I just I feel like he'd rather be killed than taken prisoner again. Yeah, I mean I guess he's just been taken prisoner so many times he just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> just, he's like fuck these new guys. Han's dead. Whatever. Yeah, yeah he's probably depressed. <laughs> he's like I hate Poe too. No, I don't. No, I don't hate Poe. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, let's take a quick timeout. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. Okay, again, so I, I don't want to go beat by beat. Sure. Um, but, you know, we got Chewbacca's fake death. They're going to go rescue Chewbacca once the Fury is alive. Mm-hmm. But, again, one of, the, one of those problems, and, and this is that Indiana Jones aspect of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, a lot of people like this part of the film. I, I, I didn't. I didn't like all these like MacGuffins. Like this artifact leads to this artifact, which leads sure. to this artifact, which leads to this artifact. It was very Indiana Jones, and that that works great for an Indiana Jones picture. Indiana but Jones, yeah. <laughs> for for Star Wars, it was just it was, it, it could have worked for Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just very paint by numbers. Yeah, you know, it was it's like it's like this thing exists to go to this next plot point, sure, or like this thing only exists to get us out of this situation. Yeah, uh, my my big. Uh, my 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 argument for that my, for that train of thought is that scene when they're on oh I already forgot the name of the planet though the one that gets blown up the the Tibet planet where they find the Zuri Bliss character oh yeah it's uh... we find out that Z, uh, that uh, Poe has Han Solo's origin 
where he's like a smuggler and a spice runner. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Boo. They, yeah. They, uh, we couldn't do anything different with Poe's backstory. Yeah, kind of, kind of weird that that just came up. Well, I was like, I was like, oh, you want to do, you know what? You want to be ballsy? Make Poe a fucking pod racer from Tatooine. Oh. No. <laughs> that really pissed people off. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in the Boon to Eve classic. <laughs> so we're getting, we're getting like this, this backstory on Poe, which you know, like whatever. Yeah. What you know. Sorry, I'm trying to choose my words correctly here. Sure. So he has this relationship to this, this prior association with the Zuri Bliss character. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we find out she's trying to get off-world, and she's going to go wherever she wants. And he's like, well, how are you going to do that? You know, the First Order controls all these sectors of space. You can't go anywhere. And she whips out this captain's medallion thing. Which, okay. And then, and, yeah, <laughs> like uh, that seems like a real breach of security, but, you yeah. know, what? okay. It, this kind of like... All access pass to VIP card. Yeah. yeah, to the first order. It's like okay, whatever. Yeah. And then five minutes later, she's you know she's telling Poe how important this is. And then five minutes later, we're like, oh, you need this so you can go in that Star Destroyer and rescue your friend. Mm-hmm. Well, that's convenient. Yeah, I felt like she had a change of heart pretty quickly. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, that that's been the whole thing for the entire movie. It's just been no, and and you bought in and you went along for the ride, and I, that, that's I had to awesome suspend for disbelief for it, sure for sure. I was like a hundred percent suspension of disbelief up to 11 because I knew how fast they were going to have to play this, especially because the movie was under three hours. And I'm like, no, they should have made it like Endgame long. Like, anyone would have sat through Oh, that. we're going to talk about Endgame at a certain point, too. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. Let's, let's kind of get away from the beat by beats for a second. Sure. Let's talk a little bit. Again, I don't want to go too deep diving onto the... Onto the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. but how did you feel about the complete sidelining of the Rose Tico character? Uh, that's that's kind of a tough one because I know her character wasn't very well received by a lot of people, and it just seemed like I I, I don't know like they had her grounded there, and like I think it's come out recently that she was supposed to kind of be uh, interact more with Leia. That mm-hmm. was supposed to be her character. Yeah, I read I read this article too. It it sounds weak in a lot of ways sure sure and i I mean i totally i get what he was trying to say i don't know if it was the best use of her character but to be honest i don't know what you would have done with her in this i mean it's like all of them were together to begin with it just would have been like another person along the adventure you know for some reason they were so committed to the idea of keeping the three characters together Mm -hmm. um because like, they weren't in the uh, last one, well, I guess. Again, too, <laughs> I but I, I feel like it's to their detriment. Um, I I like the Rose character. I think the sidelining of her sends a very dangerous message to that that the the toxicity in fandom uh, can be uh, rewarded if you are loud enough and vulgar enough and you chase enough people off the internet, hmm. which is what they did to this poor actress because people were so fucking awful to her. So I felt like in a lot of ways they were rewarding. Trolling, which I was just, that really bugged the shit out of me. That so yeah. because again, without getting into too, too many specifics, so much of this movie is about forgetting a movie that was very div- divisive amongst the fans. Mm-hmm. Which, from a story from a storytelling perspective, if you're not going to have one guiding vision through your trilogy, and you're gonna that that those are the, those are the dice you roll. Mm-hmm. I think J.J. and his, his screenwriters should have just played the hand they were dealt, yeah. done the story they wanted to do, but, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a fan of shitting on what came before. Sure. It's like, okay, this happened. Maybe you're not a fan of it, but like we can build and grow on it. Mm-hmm. And, again, 
I think by ignoring it, you completely diminish what what Luke does at the end of that movie. But again, that's just me. Yeah. So, again, like you said, Rose was supposed to have a bigger role to play with Leia on the planet. That doesn't work out. I don't think that was a great choice because you had other characters who could have filled that same role and had Rose in the group. Or at least... I I think if I was going to have Rose in the group, I would have had two groups doing two different things. Sure. Because it would have made more sense from a, a storytelling perspective. Sure. But again, so much of this movie is about forgetting the one that came before it that you have to cram so much together. Mm-hmm. So it is a very stuffed picture. It, it, it just is unfortunate the way it all played out for, for that for that character, for that actress. I was really yeah. bummed out about it. And again, she seems to still have some... She seems to still be into in the in the in the fin for some reason, but like I, I can't quite tell if they reverse course on Finn being obsessed with Ray or if uh, they. I really feel like Finn's character kind of gets the shaft in this a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's like okay, cool, he's force sensitive, but like his arc as this kind of a redeem, um, not redemption for him necessarily, but as this reformed stormtrooper, mm-hmm. kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was was not great for his character. Yeah. I mean, Finn's just kind of there for a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, his 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 dynamic with Poe is great. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, even his, his dynamic with Ray is great. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really have a lot to do on his own. <clears throat> yeah, he kind of bounces off the other characters, and he's kind of just like as not not so much a foil to the other characters because he's not necessarily inverse or anything he's kind of going along with everyone else but he's what everyone else bounces off of you know it's like finn is there to be the intermediary to every other character right you know? it's like these two characters had an interaction now it's one of them and finn having an interaction right. almost talking about what just happened <laughs> you know it's it, finn is very much like he's almost just there to be there as the intermediary but yeah like you said he, he doesn't do a whole lot on his own I think his biggest personal revelation in the whole thing is that there's other reformed stormtroopers and, you know, that he's horse sensitive. And he's got the whole, you know, drive to really cement himself as a reformed person and how hard you see him trying to save the day at the end, you know? Like, he's like, no, I gotta stay behind and do this because it's the right thing to do. So let me bounce this off you a little bit. Yeah. I'll be Finn. Let, let's, let's go to that scene. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to that scene. They're, they're on that moon of Endor, uh-huh. which is funny because like, I feel like the forest moon of Endor, and now there's like the ocean moon of Endor. It's very, very there's specific. fire moon of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I think they call it Mordor. <laughs> um, so we're, we're on this moon of Endor, and I forget the name. It's like Barfina or Barfana, <laughs> some shit. Uh, and we come across this this group of, of First Order Stormtrooper deserters. Mm-hmm. And they tell a story very similar to, to Finn's origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were asked to kill a group of civilians, of, of you know, non-combat person people, and they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And again, so we see, we see that parallel between his character and these characters. And I wonder if... I guess I'm trying to, to, to parse through, like... How did is that what breaks the conditioning of the first order? Like the 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 notion of killing innocence is that what separates certain people from there? That's what it kind of seems like, right? Because, because it was so vague, though, I I wondered, and I think I've heard this on a couple of other 
uh, either I read it in an article or I heard it on some other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a notion I thought of when I was in the theater. It's like, wouldn't it have been cooler if they had heard the story of FN2187 and were like, that dude's kind of cool. And then mm-hmm. you kind of give like Finn this kind of more earned leadership position sure. than his random promotion oh, that yeah, he gets that later terrible. in the flick. It's like, hey, you want to be a general? Cool. Yeah, it was literally that. <laughs> I, I just felt like that, would, for, from a storytelling perspective, that would have given him more resonance. Yeah, uh, I agree. In, in, the, in the larger confines of, the, of this Star Wars trilogy here. That like, oh, now he's like an, this inspirational figure, and now he can be a leader in his own right to these stormtroopers who are like, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. We did this because of that guy. Just I, a thought. I, you know, I definitely agree with that. And to go a step further, I'd say one of the biggest issues probably in this new trilogy is that the character arcs for a lot of the side characters are very flimsy. Yeah. Like there's so much you could flesh out and, and I understand why they're doing it this way. They want to sell you the backstory in comics and side books and other oh, things. Oh, that like this fucking thing I just bought because oh, yeah. I didn't know they were on Mustafar in the beginning of the movie? Exactly. That's <laughs> what they're doing because, I mean... That's shitty storytelling. Oh, it is. It is, but we bought into it. Oh, we did, and trust me, I had the fucking comic books too. Yeah. Can't wait to read those and throw them across the room after oh, I read comics. I was into those for a bit because I wanted to know his backstory. But, you know, there. I just wanted to see more character development out of characters like Poe, characters like Finn, you know. Well, because it, you, you alluded to it a little bit ago. I mean, like, just the, the, the insane pacing this movie has yeah. does not allow for no, it. No, there's no time for it. And maybe, you know, had we not tried to backtrack so much, there may have been time. But I almost want to say that maybe not even then. Because I just feel like not enough was established for each of these characters at this point, you know, in the trilogy. And I feel like we should have we should have known these characters by the third movie. Yeah, it, it it's definitely the biggest difference between this trilogy and and I mean even the prequels to an extent, but definitely the original trilogy. Uh-huh. I mean, you knew those characters by Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, like you had a really good feel of who Luke was, of who Han was, of who Princess Leia was. Yeah, and and so it led to better stories between the characters because now you're seeing those fun person interpersonal dynamics better mm-hmm. instead of. Each of these characters, with the exception of Poe, who, in case you didn't, in case, you may, you, I'm sure you know, but in case you forgot, mm. or anyone out there forgot, Poe dies in like the first four drafts of The Force Awakens. This is true, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until J.J. saw Oscar Isaac as, yeah. as Poe that he's like, oh, maybe I'll keep you alive. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Poe had a very different fate initially. Yeah. And he kind of gets shoehorned into this, this Finn Poe, uh, this, I'm sorry, this Finn and Ray dynamic. Mm-hmm. But these characters have their own arcs as well. It's like they're both, Finn and Ray are supposed to be both on these self-discovery arcs. Mm-hmm. But they're on these self-discovery arcs in movies, they don't allow them necessarily to do it. I mean, Ray more so because obviously she's, she's central to the events. Sure. But yeah, like Finn kind of gets pushed to the side a little bit or mm-hmm. kind of, not necessarily marginalized, but minimalized a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like realistically, like what do we, what what is Poe's progression, for example? Like, he went from cocky pilot to cocky general. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> And it's right. like, okay, but like, I, I think one of the big issues then, maybe beyond that, is there. there's a, a difficulty in figuring out what each person's personal struggle is. Mm-hmm. And I think like trying to outline, okay, Poe is fighting with this, Finn is fighting with this, and you get this like surface level stuff, but like you don't really understand what's driving them. That's I why, yeah. You know, 
I'm bringing it up again, even though I don't want to. But <laughs> I, I like that Poe is kind of an ass in yeah. The Last Jedi, uh-huh. and he has to kind of learn that he's not in charge, mm-hmm. and he has to kind of deal with that. And I think that is to make him a better leader when he gets put in this position like he is in this film. But I'm not sure if he actually learned that lesson because I'm not sure they count that movie anymore. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. And, and to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of that in The Last Jedi. But like you said, we, no, no, no. we that, weren't. We, we weren't. I, I understand that that is a divisive plot point yeah. <laughs> along with several others. I, I yeah. completely understand it. We can, we can do a deep dive on The, yeah. on the Last Jedi we'll, some we'll other time. We'll go back to that later. So, I, I might now that it's back on Disney+. Plus. But again, it was at least an arc. <laughs> Sure. You know whether you liked it or not, it was at least an arc. This is true. This is true. <laughs> so, okay. So we all right. Again, I'm not trying to go beat by beat here, but let let's go ahead and talk about the big reveal. Okay. The the the, the one that you spoiled very early <laughs> into this podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that Ray is in fact not nobody, mm-hmm. but a somebody, a very big somebody. She is the granddaughter, granddaughter, <laughs> of. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. She've got busy. Which, I was just going to say, which means that, uh, so, dot, 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 Palpatine fucks. Apparently. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, apparently something didn't get sizzled. <laughs> First of all, this revelation was extremely upsetting to me. <laughs> I was not a fan. The implications of this revelation, I'm even less of a fan of. Mm. How did you feel? It was a bit confusing. It caught me off guard. I didn't see it coming. This is one of those things, too, where it, the, now the Star Wars timeline is completely jumbled. Where I'm like, what? Yeah, I, that's. I think that's the first thing that got me. I'm like, okay. When the fuck did he get busy? Exactly. When he, when he was looking like a fucking death frog? Like, was, I mean, <laughs> that was happening here? That's kind of what's implied, because otherwise the timeline doesn't make sense, right? Right. Like, he couldn't have had it when he was still Sheev. Like, that would have meant, like... Because even in, in the flashback scenes, when you see young Ray with her parents, like, they still look young there. So mm-hmm. it's like, it had to have been later. Like, just age-wise and all that stuff. Now, I, I, work. I suppose his son could have been the creation of some kind of genetic manipulations and that things was, like that. That was my other thing, too, is with the amount of weird Sith magicry going on on Exegol with all the cloning stuff. My my original, like, thought was that, like, Snoke was actually failed attempts to try to clone the Emperor and that he just kind of went with that as his, like, side minion thing. And that just... My side mini <laughs> Like his mini-me, basically. <laughs> like the failed clone attempt. Except he's, instead of mini-me, he's like elongated me. Yeah, it's a little opposite. With they, golden slippers. <laughs> they don't want to be that obvious about it. But um, no, I mean, that, that was my theory. Like, clearly, like, y- y- going through Palpatine's thought process would have been like, okay, I'm all effed up right now. I have to fix my body. Okay, that can't be done because I'm too far gone. All right, let's make me a new body. Okay, that failed. Maybe let's try making a son then. Someone like, you know, clearly clones are a thing. (laughs) Right. But Jedi clones has never been done. No. Apparently, supposedly impossible. And... Per the... Can't. Now, does, does, see, we're, we're inferring and we're kind of reading a lot into it and trying, trying yeah. to kind of make it make sense. Yeah. But the implication is here that Palpatine fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a legit kid. And I, apparently his, his, his son is a supreme disappointment. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I don't want to be like you, dad. <laughs> You're not my dad, dad. 
It's like, oh, God. So he rejects the way, and maybe he's not Force-sensitive, which, okay, let's roll with that punch. Uh, yeah, and then that goes against everything else that this new trilogy has created. Yeah, and I, I, I hate being this Star Wars nerd who wants to invoke, you know, canon that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but if even if you stay within the confines of the canon that does exist, at no point anywhere... Have you ever seen or heard mention that a Sith Lord has any interest in creating offspring? They That's want true. to live forever on their own. They're, they're not interested in, in families. And so I was actually reading an, an, an interview with J.J., and he refers to the most powerful families of the Star Wars universe. And I'm like, Palpatine's not a family. He's a dude. Yeah, this is true. He's a dude who wants to live forever and rule everything. Uh-huh. Like, so... I, I I really bump up against a lot of this. Sure. Yeah, I I agree. It, it's it's definitely jarring because, like you said, the implications are are weird, staggeringly weird. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, somebody has an interesting fetish, I guess. I don't know. Oof. <laughs> Oof. How much did she get paid? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Come on, Lou. You paid for the women. <laughs> to quote Bill Murray. Uh, well. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's just, um, I lost my train of thought because I wanted to do that Bill Murray quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just going along with the Palpatine just being jarring. Yeah, it's, uh, as a grand it just doesn't jive for me. Like, I, again, I, I feel like, like, uh, like Abrams and, and Chris Terrio, the other screenwriter, were, were trying to like, shoehorn this opposing family dynamic into, to go up against, like, the Skywalker family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 for me, it doesn't work. It just rubs me the wrong way. Maybe like Palpatine did into a tube. Hey, now. Oh. Quite possible. Oh, who knows? Space tubes. I mean, you know, that's that's a pretty reasonable explanation, right? Uh, yeah, it is. But, I mean, again, if, we're making things up for them. Which, sure. Which, and I, last time I checked, you and I aren't getting paid to fill in the blanks for their storytelling holes. No. But, I mean, I just suspended disbelief so hard for this that I was just like... Okay, if I can make it make sense in my head, then there's a way. Yeah. That's how I was judging this. Because I'm like, there's no way they can do this to the extent that they would have to to make everyone happy. Because I because I am a, a decent and respectful moving-going fellow, <laughs> when this revelation happened, I very discreetly leaned over to my friend and I said, Boo. <laughs> Not too loud, you know, but just... Just loud enough. What that, was the reaction in your theater when that was revealed? Was it positive a, or negative? No, there was a lot of kind of... Or was it just murmuring? Yeah, it was kind of like, hmm? <laughs> like, no one really reacted. I, I'll be honest, I had a very strange crowd for an opening night Star Wars really? movie. Like, there was only like one dude in his Jedi robes, which I was like, oh, this is new. Yeah, right? Because usually there's like dozens of you. With lightsabers Lightsabers waving yeah. and people like... Doing the things I hate the most, like, you know, cheering during the fucking opening credits and stuff like that. <laughs> when the... Waving their lightsabers in the air. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever. But I didn't have any of that. It was like this very kind of a subdued audience. Huh. Uh, so when that reveal happened, it, it's kind of like rolled off of people a little bit. Like some people were kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> or like, you know, you got a few, I think you got like maybe like one person kind of clapped. I was like, oh God, you're like the one who thought this thing 10 years ago was going to be true. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, but, again, to me, the I loved 
what Kylo says to Rey in The Last Jedi, with like that she's nobody, she's not even part of the story. <laughs> and I really, that was an idea I really attached to. Mm. The idea that this Skywalker clan is so fucked up mm. that an outsider has to be the one to set it straight. I really embraced that idea instead of this kind of, like I said, it seemed like J.J. was doing, going for this dueling family dynastic thing. Mm. And I, I, I didn't care for it. Uh, yeah, and I think that was like one of our like opposing views on that because I wasn't a huge fan of that. Sure. I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of Skywalker Saga is about the Skywalkers. And if you bring a different force that rivals if not outright beats that then you're kind of defeating the purpose to me so i think it makes sense that she's you know of that lineage what i liked about it i didn't like so much what it implied you know her being the granddaughter (laughs) but what i did like about that was that it gave me an explanation as to how she was so powerful so quickly it was, you know, it's not just like a random person that came out of nowhere that's as powerful as, you know, the most powerful force users in the universe. It was like, I, I originally had the theory, I, I don't know if we talked about it before, that I thought, you know, Kylo Ren would be the one to turn back to the light side and have to fight Rey turning to the dark side Mm -hmm. and that would happen because she gained too much power too quickly you know because power corrupts but what i had it considered is that i had that backwards is that she gained power that quickly because of that darkness that she came from and that kind of gave reasoning for me as to why she was able to stay one-to-one with kylo who had literally just trained his whole life in both with the Jedi and with, you know, Snoke, presumably. That's, that's one of those things that I, I, I do have issues with, and, and I've had issues with in, in Star Wars canon, where it's like, <laughs> Jedi have, like, levels. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you have 75,000 midi-chlorians, you can do this. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 whoa, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I, I, the idea that she's more powerful because she's a Palpatine, or, or Kylo is more powerful because he's a Skywalker, uh-huh. it's one of those things that, like, I'm like, mm, really? So like if 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 a temporal vortex opened up and and you know Ewan McGregor Ben Ben Kenobi shows up he's just gonna get his ass whipped is that what we're saying here because he's not as powerful as the Skywalker? Well, I don't know. He did that's, pretty good against the Skywalker in Episode Three. That's true. He had the high ground, remember? Yeah. Well, that was the difference. His <laughs> power stands above the other. <laughs> oh God, that's not let's not get into those battle tactics. Except when you're Darth Maul, then, then you lose to the high ground. Oh man! Oh God! Uh, yeah, so it, so it, that's definitely one of a, the the differing opinions where I could see that causing a little bit of adversity between the sure, sides. Sure, 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 sure. Now, so let's 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 go ahead and fast forward then, since we're on this topic. It definitely lends into our our discussion yeah. here about the the end of the film. Yeah. Ray, for whatever reason. Goes back to the planet that Luke and Anakin both hate the most, Tatooine. <laughs> like these guys couldn't fucking wait to get out of here. What are we doing? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a very interesting choice. So. And, and and you know some random old fart shows up and is like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "Ray." And then she pauses for about eight years. 
looks at two force ghosts and says Skywalker. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> like, like, who asks that? Like, meanwhile, is... that lady's like checking her iPhone, like waiting yeah, for like, an answer. Oh, I know like three rays. Which one are you? <laughs> like, what kind of question was? That? So then she says, "This is okay." So she then she says Skywalker. So she's choosing to be a Skywalker. Sure. Get the Skywalker bloodline. Genetically speaking, is done. Sure. Because spoiler alert, Ben Solo dies. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but the bloodline of Palpatine gets to live. That's a little weird. Under the, the under the name Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know, man. I don't know what we're doing. See, what what I thought would have been an interesting take. I mean, it's definitely kind of getting into that ship territory where you know people wanted to see. Ben and Ray together, but had you had them have a kid, it would have been like the bloodlines together and kind of unifying light and dark and truly bringing balance in like one new individual. I mean, it's just kind of like one of the things I thought of because I'm like, like you said, it's it's kind of weird that basically the side that was <laughs> fighting for the the good their bloodline died it's it's just so odd to me <laughs> it's so odd it is I'm, strange i almost would have rather they both died yeah and it just ends <laughs> that might have been a good way to go about it too but but then the whole jedi order dies with her so we we we've been going for a while here, but we yeah. definitely need to talk more about about Ray and 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 Kylo slash Ben's yeah dynamic because that is the the centerpiece of this movie. That is my favorite part of this movie. I, I love so much of yeah. of their uh, interactions with each other. They're 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 the dynamic they have. Like like we yeah, said at the beginning, great. Adam Driver is fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. Like, he's a, a force. Yeah. in all these movies, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. Um, and his scenes with, with Daisy are fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think of the weird force time fighting? Which which one? So there, we, we you know we got we got the implication in in the in the Last Jedi that when they have like those force time conversations. Okay. Yeah. You know, like there's that scene where uh, Kylo has his hand out and he has the rain on the glove from from at 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 two at two at two at two. Thank you, Jesus. I can't say it. <laughs> so we we know that it's. There's some kind of like transference thing available to them. Sure. And then there's a scene in this film where he snatches the necklace so he knows where they are. Yeah. And then there's the fight uh-huh. where she's on the Star Destroyer bridge and he's down on the planet mm-hmm. swinging a lightsaber at nothing. Yeah. It must have looked insanely funny to the Stormtroopers. That's that Since apparently they just like <laughs> sit around and quip with each other all day. Yeah, that's what they do. Great did. conditioning they have. <laughs> so, I mean, visually on the screen, it looks fantastic. Uh-huh. But what did you think? I mean, were you like, is that how the force? Like, I mean, did you did you do Han Solo? Were you like, that's not how the force works. <laughs> you know, it's uh, one of the things about this new trilogy is that it's brought in so many new ideas for what you can do in the force, and I think that's always been kind of a cool aspect to the force is that things just kind of happen sometimes. Like, you know, certain things. I mean, not not to say that everything's just a deus ex machina, but like, sometimes the force leads to solutions. And, I mean, that's kind of what it's there for. Um, it, it's how we explain away these coincidental one in a million things happening. So I, I, I personally brushed up against these a little bit. I was like, oh, these are... I mean, it looks 
great. It's it fantastic. Cool. Yeah, for sure. And but I was I was still trying to figure out how to make it how it makes sense in my mind. I was like, oh, okay, I know we saw the rain in the Last Jedi, and I guess we're gonna go with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're doing new things with the Force, and that's okay. that's fine. I'm okay with the Force expanding in yeah. new and different ways. Uh, it wasn't until the end of the picture that I was like, okay, maybe this makes sense because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's that stupid fucking dyad in the force nonsense yeah, where yeah. I'm like, I don't understand this, so I guess that's how this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there are dyads, so they can do this weird stuff that no one has ever done before. Sure. Which does come in handy later in the picture. Yeah. Again, it looks great. I thought it was weird at first, but I, I can write it off as like, oh, there are, the, there are dyads, so they sure. can do these cool things. We'll give them that. <laughs> I like it. And I, just for anyone out there, I'm not even going to bother trying to explain what the hell a Force Dyad is. No. Because I oof, don't know. They're like entangled electrons. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. So let, let's kind of fast forward a little bit here. Uh, well, let's get to the... Everyone's on Exegol now. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We have to go back. Because we have to go... Post Death Star lightsaber fight, yes, which is great. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah really good lightsaber battle on the on the Death Star wreckage and the sea. On the, um, this is where Princess Leia makes her sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yes, she apparently is able to to reach her son Ben Solo long enough that Ray with Kylo's lightsaber mm-hmm. kills Kylo, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Leaving Ben Solo behind. Sure. And then she then saves Ben's life with the healing force powers that were foreshadowed. Yeah. What did you... How did... How, that, I love that scene. I did, I did really... That, that was a great lightsaber battle. I liked... Again, it was not the way I think they would have envisioned the confrontation between Leia and her son. Yeah. But the fact that it was Leia to reach him... I, I thought that. was really nice, really yeah. strong. That was a really good way of doing it. And when Ray stabs him and, and kind of sees where she's gone, mm-hmm. and, you know, because now she she knows the secret at this point that yeah. she's a Palpatine, and she's now, now she's terrified that she's going dark side. Sure. I I, I but I I love this. Yeah. I thought this was really well done, really well acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Driver says so much without saying a damn word. Yeah. Just like through his expression, through the way he carries himself in it, mm-hmm. is is really really good. Um. And that, but that gets us to the point where she's healed Ben. We don't know. We don't quite know it's Ben yet. Yeah. But is this is this the moment where she tells him that she would have taken his hand if it was Ben it and not Kyle? Yeah. yeah. Again, a nice scene. I thought yeah. that was really good stuff. She takes off now. She has Kylo's ship. She has the Wayfinder. Mm-hmm. But she's taken off to Atu. Yeah. I said it again. Act two. <laughs> act two. Yeah. She's going to Act two, scene one, and. This is where I'm. I love you, Mark Hamill. I fucking love you, but your Force Ghost looks like someone who should be in Spinal Tap. Like you're like the fifth drummer. Yeah. yeah. And we get we get Force Ghost doing things that I don't think I don't think Ghost is now the right word. They they Force Ghost needs to be rebranded. Yeah. I mean, force Entity, perhaps. We've never seen them interact with anything. He catches a lightsaber that she's trying to throw away. He says his line that I. A lot of people have taken it as a rebuke of what happens at the very beginning of Last Jedi. Yeah. I don't actually. Yeah. I take that as a sign that Luke, because he says it in the in in this picture that he was wrong. Yeah. So 
him doing what he did at the beginning of Last Jedi is him admitting that he was wrong. Yeah. Which I, I think is a nice I progression think, for that yeah. character. I think that actually jives mm-hmm. with The Last Jedi. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but then, again, we get, you know, she he talks to Ray. They have a lovely conversation I thought was very, very good, very, very yeah. nice. And he's telling her that, you know, he she's going to go fight Palpatine. Yeah. Everyone knows, apparently, that she's a Palpatine, which is like, okay, this is all information we could have used yesterday. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I guess, whatever. <laughs> but then Force Ghost Luke raises the X-Wing. Yeah. And I've heard from people that this was like some kind of catharsis for them. How because so? he couldn't do this on Dagobah in Empire. Oh, I see what you're saying. And wait, I'm like, wait, so now that he's dead, he can't? And you think that's cooler? <laughs> so I'm very confused by this. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have... I didn't even look at it that way. I just... No, someone described it as Luke's come full circle. I'm like, Luke is dead! Mm. <laughs> Luke is not coming full circle. He's gone. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it just because the callback, obviously, to of Empire. Of course, of um, course. And just just to see Red Five again, you know. No, that's wonderful, but I don't understand why Ray couldn't do it. <laughs> that's what I don't get. Mm, he could yeah. have been like, hey, "There's a ship down there. You saw it in the movie. It's sure. down here." Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess I don't understand. Like I said, I get, Force Ghosts needs to be rebranded. They need to be Force Entities if they can do all this stuff. Yeah, because they're essentially just like living entities like anyone else but right. they're just not alive they're, they're now an energy yeah they're in the in the force they're of the force energy now and we and we did get a taste of this in the last picture too mm-hmm. when when yoda calls down the lightning to start the fire sure so it's not unprecedented yeah but part of me is like well wait a second if you can do all this shit why can't you go have a lightsaber fight with kylo ren <laughs> yeah i mean it seems like a, a better ability than the force projection <laughs> and for and for a short time after this scene played out i was entertaining the notion in the theaters like oh my god they're gonna bring him back to life <laughs> and i actually insane. thought of at least four different ways they could have done it that would have sort of made <laughs> sense with like some of the old canon yeah but i was like they don't have the balls to do that do they yeah like they've already done like you know fan service to like the 15th level you you can't go this far can you because if they if they did it would have been a huge storytelling mistake because you would have completely diminished Rey yeah and probably Kylo in the process because then it would have been Luke and the Emperor again Mm. boring seen it (laughs) but oh boy okay it would have been interesting though. it would have been interesting so let's let's go to Exegol now, right? Sure. Uh, why not, right? Yeah. Let's, 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 let's finish we've been talking Exegol. for an hour and a half about a fucking movie. <sighs> let's let this die. <laughs> Are you tired of it yet? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So uh, a fairly interesting scene. Again, I you know I'm mad that Palpatine's there. He throws Ben down a shaft. Ben's reformed. Oh wait, hold on. We have to talk about Ben and Han. Oh yeah, the the not force ghost. Yeah, before before Ben <laughs> gets goes to Exegol, he has to have a little conversation with a memory, apparently, yeah. as we are told, of his father, which I was, again, that gets you in the feels. Sure. Because yeah, that's, that's, it's Han. That's one of the, the tear shedders for me, for sure. And I should mention, too, the other one that got me in the feels was the actual death of Princess Leia when she reaches oh, out yeah. to her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, got me in the got feels. Until, yeah. Chewbacca's reaction to Princess Leia's passing gets yeah. you in the heart. That was rough. If you're not, if you're not, if you don't buy into that, you're a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah. You were BB-8. Yeah. Brought to life. Dio. Dio. Or Dio. Dio. Rainbow in the dark, baby. Um, 
I know we're, we're going kind of fast now, but I feel like Roger and I have been talking for a really long time. Yeah, yeah these poor people. So they're, you get the Han scene. <laughs> we know that Ben's back. Like it, 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 it mirrors the scene from Force Awakens. And, and then it makes sense because it's a memory. Yeah. You know, that's... And then Ben does what he should have done in the first movie, which is throw the lightsaber away, mm-hmm. which is only slightly petulant looking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. We, we yeah. go with it. And then, then we, go, we cut to Act 2. There you and, go. <laughs> and Ray confronting the Emperor Palpatine. And they're, they're in, like, the, like, I don't even know what to call it, but, like, this giant, like... Thank you, Pepper. We're in, like, the, like, the, the Sithapalooza... I guess so. Because there's, there's like all these Hooded Sith, Sith acolytes people. around him. Where it's did just they come fucking from? nuts. Yeah. So, so there we're, we're at Sith Palooza. These crazy Sith acolytes where I'm like, oh, I guess the rules of two is done. <laughs> it's like, where do they even come from? What the I, fuck? I don't know. Yeah, and trust me, that's in the fucking visual dictionary too. Oh, it's, and it's in there? dumb. Okay. I'm like, this is dumb. As long as it's dumb, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, these motherfuckers are the one who built all the Star Destroyers. I guess you'd have and, to have but, someone. But they did it because they are um, like executives of the boards of these, uh, these you know, companies that build like the TIE Fighters and Star Destroyers the first time. So they manipulate them into doing these things. Hmm. And I'm like, wait a second. So if you're manipulating these shipyards, isn't some motherfucker going to be like, why are we building Star Destroyers again? That's weird. <laughs> and like maybe tell somebody. You would think. Like, I, I, the internet's got to be a thing in Star Wars, right? <laughs> Hollow net or some yeah, shit. Yeah, the holonet. That's what they had in, yeah. in the old canon. Um, okay, anyways. So, <laughs> Moving on from that. Yeah, so we got these fucking guys, and they're in the, the you know, Sithapalooza, and they're watching Palpatine come back to life. And the, Palpatine's big move at first is like, no, Empress Ray, you're yeah. going to take over for me and fulfill my destiny and my dreams, and I'm blind for some reason. I it, That's not even getting started on Palpatine's visual looks. He looked pretty creepy, though. I'll right. give him that. But then Ben shows up, you know, and it seemed like for a second Ray's going to do it, which is weird, but whatever. And then Ben shows up, and he's got a blaster, and he's running around blasting dudes, and that's kind of cool. And then he's got to kill the Knights of Ren because they're fucking useless. Yeah. Then we get another cool little forcey time, fighty thing where she hands him a lightsaber because now there's two lightsabers, which, the force. by the way, who fucking didn't see that move coming when, when Luke's <laughs> like, hey, by the way, I have Leia's lightsaber, too, because did you know she was a Jedi for a second? See, I totally thought it was going to be his green saber. Which leads to another mystery of mine, which is where the fuck did that go? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm confused too. And speaking of, of mysteries, real quick, we never got the answer to how Maz got Luke's yeah, lightsaber yeah. in the first place. Fuck you! What book do I gotta read to find that story out? <laughs> Jesus Christ. She was flying under Bespin and it just <laughs> fell into she, her. She was down there mining Tabana gas <laughs> and it hit her on the head. She's like, fuck! <laughs> I'll hold on to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so we. Then it gets it gets a little sithy for me because I'm like I don't know what's happening now. Sure. She now all of a sudden because Ben is there mm-hmm. and Ray are there together and he realizes they're a dyad because he tries to do something and it, it feeds back on him and he has like bone fingers for a second. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's cool. He's like, that's cool. I can I can make shit happen, right? <laughs> so he goes to steal their life force to bring him back to life. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't kill them. So what? He just got like a taste. He's like some kind of Sith vampire now. Just, just enough, I guess. I, yeah, it's like <laughs> I will take your life force, well, but you'll still live. Don't worry. I guess it's like 
half of each of their life to one of his. Maybe, uh, I guess. I don't know. Let's, I don't know. Like I said, if I could try to explain it, I let it go. It, like I said, it gets very <laughs> synthy. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand that anymore. Yeah. But oh, now all of a sudden his robes are red and it's all weird. And yeah, he goes back to his favorite move, which is force lightning in the sky. Which was kind of cool. I mean, visually it looks great. Yeah, just the lightning. He everything. throws Ben down a chasm, and then that's where we're going to pause. Yeah, from that aspect of the story, because sure. now we have to go to the battle on Exegol, yeah. where the resistance forces are there. They're getting their butts kind of whipped by these star destroyers <laughs> and, and Grand General Admiral Pride guy, and 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 Poe's flying around. And he's doing stuff, and we see his buddy Snapwick he gets killed, mm-hmm. and for some reason. They decide to run star like horses on a star destroyer, which I thought was kind of lame, to be honest. They, they weren't a great look, the woolly horses. Well, let me, so let me ask you this question: I don't know much about Exegol. Never been there. Yeah. Couldn't, you know, couldn't haven't seen, even seen the travel brochure. <laughs> but there's several thousand feet in the air, at least, right? Yeah. There's no atmosphere on that planet. Like, there's no wind. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's perfectly still, perfectly. Safe conditions to run horses and to sit there and have a gun battle on the side on the hull of a star destroyer. Well, I mean, there's like constant lightning storms. Well, though. the lightning's dangerous, but I mean, I, I would have thought like you know wind would have been a factor. Like you're like, oh shit, we're gonna get blown off the edge of here. Not I guess so not, much. No. So I was like, okay, that's weird, that's but you know, calm. I don't like never been to Exegol. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't say for sure. Very calm weather. But the things are going bad. And then then the force lightning in the sky starts, and all the ships. You know, actually, wait, I'm ahead of myself. Yes, yeah. The battle's going badly. Yes. Finn, or Poe, like a little bitch, is about to pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> and we get our Avengers Endgame moment. Oh, yeah. On your left. <laughs> where, yeah, where Lando pops in. Hey. On your left. Oh, on your left, baby. Got these Colt 45s, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, like, I'll say my favorite number again. 11 billion ships show up sure. to fight the fight. Yeah, yeah. This is so cheap and unearned to me. Mm, because yeah. if you wanted to have this amazing visual scene, and it's, it, don't get me wrong, it it's insanely cool. impressive. But if you wanted to fucking earn that shot, mm-hmm. you would have shown in the previous two movies them trying to acquire allies and failing. Mm-hmm. And then them showing up to help would have made a hell of a lot more sense. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happened in Last Jedi, right? It's implied that no they... one comes to help, but... but why that scene works so well in Endgame, you know those characters. Yeah. You see Wakanda. You see the Black Panther. You sure. see the Ravagers. You see the Sorcerers. Like, all these characters... From, and now, granted, they had 22 movies. Sure. I understand. <laughs> but you can set these up. This is that that lack of a singular vision. Sure. Yeah. Coming into play. Like it, 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 To me, again, it just is like a very cheap, unearned scene. It's like, cool, here's 40 billion ships of people we've never seen before. Except for Wedge. Except Wedge. Yeah, I was going to say, we only knew Wedge. And don't get me wrong, loved seeing me some Wedge. Oh, yeah. Even though it was for like two seconds. It's for two. Well, apparently he was offered a role in The Force Awakens. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you will not get me back in that cockpit. That's funny. So, I, as visually impressive as it is, I just felt like it was like, it just, to me, it fell flat. Hmm. If I'm glad you had a different experience. Yeah, I, I really, really am. I feel like I'm being <laughs> such a shithead right now. I'm being no, so fucking dude, mean in this movie. We we had different critical perspectives on it. I I think, I don't know. I went into it like I said. I had to turn my suspension disbelief up to eleven. No, and I you know I I honestly I want to get to that place. I want to get to that place at some point. Yeah. So let's let's get over. Let's let's go back to our favorite uh, Jedi and Sith over yeah. here, and uh, where I, I, let's kind of fast forward a little bit here. 
Ray's on the ground. Yeah, Ben's in the pit. She earlier in the film she was trying to connect with the with the, all the Jedi who passed. She can't do it. Nope. Now in in the eleventh hour she can. Mm-hmm. So you get the scene where all the Jedi voices that we have heard in the past. Yeah. You get Luke. You get Han. You not Han. You get Luke. You get Yoda. You get Qui Gon. That was cool. Obi Wan. Uh, Hayden Christensen shows up. Yeah. Mace Windu. Which, Ahsoka by the way, there's a, there's a couple great memes about that. Really? Where, like, you you, you go on Instagram, and yeah. it'll be a, a picture of Rey. Yeah. And then the, the Jedi voice behind her, and their, the, and their line. <laughs> and then the last one in the slide, it's, like, number 10, is Mace Windu, and it says, Kill that motherfucker! <laughs> oh, that would be Because, good. I mean, let's be honest, unlimited power! Yeah, right? <laughs> he would not be a fan of Palpatine being there. <laughs> so that gives her, like, the, 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 the force juju that she needs mm-hmm. to get the... At this point, also, she has two lightsabers because apparently one can hold the lightning, but two sends it back. Yeah. I mean, sure. Again, visually impressive. Yeah. So she's giving him the Palpatine the, the force lightning feedback. The X going to give it to you. Melting his <laughs> face like Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're back in Indiana Jones all over again. There you go. Which, by the way, since they're in that uh, the, the Sith of Palooza, mm-hmm. looks like the fucking thuggy cult from Temple of Doom. Oh, that's true. All they need to do is like pull out Ben Solo's heart, and it would have been like, holy <laughs> Colima. shit. Colima. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell Kali. I'll... <laughs> Say hello to Kali in hell. Unfortunately, Han Solo's dead, so he can't say the line for us. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> but again, the, again, this movie is Empire Strikes Back in like three different Indiana Jones movies rolled into one. Basically. Uh... <laughs> it's, it's wild. <laughs> I don't know what's going on so many times in this flick. No. So she she gives him the feedback loop, and for some reason, Palpatine just keeps electrocuting her. I don't know why he just doesn't stop. I don't know. Yeah. But eventually, he fades away. But does he really die? Can we be sure that his essence isn't just transferred to some other... Sith planet with a dumbass name? Like Exofart? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess at this point we just have to accept that, yeah. Being I, dusted is the only way to truly be sure. <laughs> and then that's when we get like the you know, we get our epilogue. Ben dies. Yeah. But he's like redeemed himself. But let's be honest, he had to die. Well, Ray Do you think died. he had to die? Oh yes, right. Hold on, they do that's right. They they Ray take turns dies. Dying. They take turns dying. Ray dies. Ben crawls out of the ca- the cavern that Palpatine threw him in. Which was the literal rise of Skywalker. <laughs> right. Brings her back to life. But he's going to die in the process. And then uh, uh, they kiss because fanfic. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, right? Like, And he sp- fades. His body he, fades. He, he fades away, but we don't get a force ghost of him at the end, which is no. odd. Well, he should have been standing there with Luke and Lane. I thought so, too. Yeah, that that was my one my one qualm with that ending part. Actually, what it should have been, them three and Hayden Christensen, all the Skywalkers. all the Skywalkers. Yeah. It, yeah, that would have made a ton of sense. And again, I, I there was a, a moment where I thought that if they were going to do what I thought they were going to do, <laughs> which is bring Luke back, yeah, the moment was when she was connecting with all those Jedi's, yeah, and she takes the Emperor's Force energy and then redirects it, and then she creates like a a. a not like a portal necessarily, but she is able to make the force visible, mm. and then these Jedi step out of the force. <laughs> that would have been total endgame. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> and I, like I said, part of my brain was like, "Oh fuck, that'd be kind of cool because like they're just gonna go for it." Yeah. Like I would have loved the fact that they were like, "You know what? It is fan service. Fuck off. Fuck it. Do it." <laughs> like if you're gonna whip your dick out, whip your whole dick out, not just the tip. There you go. You gotta make it worth something. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways. Oh, uh, that would've been funny. And, and so, I mean, for better or worse, huh. we recapped The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I, I... I'm glad I got this all off my chest. Yeah, I feel pretty good. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm being really shitty and really negative, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, you know, my gripes are story based, mm-hmm. but for entertainment value, the movie's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine entertainment, and I I'm honestly glad that a lot of people, a lot of my friends in particular, are are enjoying the picture. Yeah, I, I'm glad that people don't. Uh, I I don't know. What is about Star Wars where I all of a sudden became like fucking hypercritical jackass man? Um, but I'm I'm glad my friends are having a good time. I, I guess I just was upset that the movie, like I said, to me the movie felt like it went backwards a little bit. Like sure. we're, oh, we're kind of going back to familiarity instead of pushing ahead. That being said, yeah. the saga of Skywalker is behind us. Yeah, can we do something new next? Is that possible? Well, I mean, we're doing it with Mando. Mando's great. We can't talk about... <laughs> Ooh, that'd be another two hours right there. Yeah. You want me to talk about how good Mando is. Oh, yeah. Um, and plus, you haven't finished the last no, episode yet. We have. Oh, you have? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We're good. So, I, I, I guess... I guess that, to me, is the silver lining. It's like, okay, we've concluded the Skywalker... The, the, the saga of Skywalker. For me, personally, I was a tad disappointed... Maybe more than a tad. <laughs> but it's done. Mm-hmm. And now the question is, can Star Wars raise its game? And what do, what do you think? I think at this point, I mean, it kind of has to, right? It, I mean... That's how I felt about The Last Jedi, and that's why I like that movie so much, because it, it, it said, bluntly, which I think is the problem yeah. with a lot of people, like, they were like, no, Star Wars can't change yet. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still living, reliving my childhood. Yeah. So I, the movie either has to be set a billion years before or a billion years after. Because I, I don't want mention of anybody anymore. Well, now may be a good time to bring in some Old Republic stuff. There was... Trust me, I love the Old Republic. And it's... At least Darth Revan is now canon. Because of one of the... Uh, one of the... I think battalions or ships or something. I was reading something, but it was named Something of Revan. And oh, like you'll have to tell me where that the, is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like just a small little reference. It might even I don't know if it's in your book. I don't know if you've checked the whole thing. I but, no, I have not checked the okay. movie yet. Because there's something I think it's in the book. Something that says, like you know, they they have their little units or something, and one of them made reference to Revan. As long as they're making more references to the Knights of Ren. That's <laughs> but I mean, if we got like a Knights of the Old Republic movie, oh my god. Or just anything, anything in that vein. I mean, that, that that's, that's such a phenomenal story on its own, let yeah. alone for the gameplay factor. But, sure. but yeah, I mean, make your story again really far apart from these. Yeah. I don't want to hear these names uttered again. <laughs> I'm ready for, uh, and maybe this is because I've lived in the extended the expanded universe for so long. Sure. I'm totally willing to accept different time periods and and heroes who are not these guys. Yeah. Star Wars has to change. It has to evolve. <laughs> you know, and maybe maybe we do get more of a singular vision moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe someone will step up. There, there's been kind of uh, some insinuation that because of the success of The Mandalorian, uh-huh. that Jon Favreau might become more involved in Star Wars. I would like to see that. I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love to see that so much. And then uh, Bob Iger just today 
did not dismiss the notion that D- Disney plus Star Wars shows could become Disney, you know, Disney movies. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Dude, that Mandalorian is so good now. I couldn't even <laughs> imagine seeing the movie theater. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of places we can go from here, but I think now was the time. Now that we've finished up the saga, now is where we can finally let the past die. I, As, we're going to kill it if we have to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I see another fucking Death Star, <laughs> even if it's wreckage, I don't give a shit. No more lasers, goddammit. Oh, my God. And the, <laughs> When they blow up that planet, I was like, God, can we have a movie where the planet doesn't blow up? Please. It was so anticlimactic. <laughs> it really was. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we can blow up planets again. Well, what was it like? What was it the, they, they tell them? It was like, blow up a planet that's significant to them. I was like, I, we were just here for like five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Planet means nothing to me. I don't care that much. I would have meant more if you blew up Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been, yeah. Oh, boy. So, again, I again, I have problems, but it's not... It's it's a fine picture to me, yeah. but I'm like I said, I know you love it, your family loves it, and I love that you guys love it. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys can enjoy it on that way and in the way that it was meant to be enjoyed. So that that warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> but yeah, I think Star Wars needs to evolve or it needs yeah. to die. No, I agree. And it says it ain't gonna die; it needs to evolve. <laughs> yeah, it better evolve. I can't wait for you know you get to like the, the you know the next chapter and it's like this guy's related to Wedge and Tilly's. <laughs> like, oh shit. Uh, Kit Fisto's long lost cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'd be into that. I love me some Kit Fisto. Yeah. Mostly because his last name is Fisto. Yeah, that's an awesome thing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. With, uh, with, um, I think, as far as I know, Ryan Johnson is still attached to make his own trilogy. Is he still... Does this interest you at all? I mean, it's going to make it so. I mean, a lot of what Ryan Johnson did like I said, had really good ideas. And for me, it was just the execution. And what might have led to that was just being, you know, restrained as to what came before and what has to come after. So maybe if he was working with a little more freedom, he might be able to do something cool. I heard that you don't like him because he spells his name R-I-A-N. I mean, that is a terrible way to spell it. But, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, the rumors were that his, his trilogy was going to be very, very different. Mm-hmm. It was going to be kind of like more of that side of the Star Wars universe we've never seen before, like kind of like that, not necessarily like the underworld, but kind of like the more seedy side where it's like, hmm. you know, the the fat cats who are like war profiteers and, and stuff like that. And I, I think this all, the Star Wars universe is so big and so diverse. There, It, it really is like a limitless playground. And we're, we're seeing a bit of that with The Mandalorian. As long as he doesn't do a whole Canto Bite movie, I'll be okay. <laughs> you know, I, I forgive the Canto Bite scene for a couple things. It's not great, trust me. I I understand. <laughs> the movie's still. I like the film. It's still flawed. Sure. I but I do give the Cantabite scene a pass for one reason and one reason alone because that scene helps get Finn to a point where he's not saying "Where's Ray?" every five <laughs> fucking seconds because I was sick of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was a one note character for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, no. I mean, we're at least two years away from a new Star Wars. But yeah. we have the Mandalorian in the meantime. Oh, Mandalorian yeah. season one just wrapped up. We did on this podcast what I have to consider the best breakdowns and reviews of every oh, episode. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen that, do it. Yeah, I mean, I, do it. Whoever did those episodes for us was fucking 
genius. That guy knew his shit. They were pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he's digging up clips from Star Wars Rebels for you guys. Come yeah. on. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? Oh, man. But yeah, Star Wars... As long as Star Wars is around, this fucking podcast is going to be around because I love to talk about Star Wars. Even in a film that I'm not that crazy about, I'll talk about Star Wars for two fucking hours like I just did today <laughs> with Roger. This is like, this might be our longest episode yet. Or at might least, be. It might, at least since uh, the first Infinity War podcast with Mark. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're, we're right on the two-hour mark. we got to close this puppy up. All right. And plus, we got trivia to get to tonight. We're going to, Roger and I are going to Star Wars trivia tonight. And if we don't win, what a fucking letdown that's going to be. <laughs> Jesus, after this barrage of Star Wars shit, woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and, and uh, thank our patrons once again. Uh, thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, the Batman at Bay Park Jeff Nail, co-host of the Ringing Ear podcast. Uh, follow the show. Follow follow Roger, Gold on Twitter, on Instagram. You yeah. can follow this podcast on Twitter at TomCast underscore PopCast on Twitter. At the Tomcast underscore podcast on Instagram. Email me at tomcastpopcast at gmail.com. Wander on over in your web browsing to patreon.com forward slash tomcastpopcast. Join Pophead Nation. Be part of the army with these fine fellows that I just mentioned. <laughs> uh, what else we got to say? That's, uh, I mean, that's kind of wrapping it up. May the force be with you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Woo! Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Happy New Year. Enjoy. Hey, 2020 is right here, baby. We're the future now. <laughs> this shitty year of 2019 is over. Yes. Let's start the new decade right. Ooh. What are we going to start it with? With this podcast, I hope. All right. May the force be with you. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.